Welcome to the 327th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today, we are recording on March 12th, 2023. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and I'm also 50% of this here show. With me is the man who's traveling through time, Carlos Rodella. Yes. Well, I'm actually traveling back in time, if you think of it. I don't even understand the intricacies of how this is even working forward, back. We're just lost in time, dude. So what happened is, for our listeners, uh, that little thing that they keep trying to make people do and succeed at doing is pushing your clocks forward. Oh, I hate daylight savings time. Can we please be done with this bullshit? Please be done with it. And I am boycotting it. So for me, it's uh, 1147. And for you, it's 1247. So I'm in the past and you're in the future. <laughs> Let me know what your boss says when you show up an hour late on Monday. <laughs> I know. I can only like boycott it like on the weekend. On the weekends. Yeah. yeah. Very, very limited boycott. And then on Monday morning, I've got to adapt to this bullshit system. Oh, it's so stupid. Everybody I talk to hates daylight savings. If you've got young kids, it fucks up their sleep schedule, which is terrible. I mean, it fucks up my sleep schedule. Every, everybody forgets. Everybody's like, wait, is it now? Is it later? Am I late? Am I early? Like, let's just be done with this bullshit. We can all just deal with not changing the clock. Let's just leave it alone. Yes, please. Let's leave it alone. And by the way, how I left it alone this morning is I went by my oven clock. Mm. You know how that thing doesn't change for shit. True. That is that is very true because when I texted you this morning to say, hey, what time are we recording? And you gave me like some other time. I'm like, did you take a flight? Are you in a different time zone? What's happening? Nice. How come we're not in the same time zone? And then I look at my phone, which auto-updated. Then I look at my stove, which didn't auto-update. And I'm like, oh, it's that fucking day again. It's the ovens, baby. They, they know what's up. They know the real time. That OG low-tech. OG low-tech, yeah. That's right, man. All right, folks, we are here. It's another show. Welcome, welcome. I'm actually pretty excited to talk about stuff today. It's been it's been a week since last time, so lots of stuff has happened. Uh, before we get into the main show, as per usual, we're going to do some housekeeping. As everyone knows, Carlos and I share a virtual living space divided down the middle with a strip of duct tape. That's right. It is housekeeping. Carlos, what you got, sir? Man, there's so many boxes in here. Um, I will just kind of randomly pick through them. The first one is a pretty big box, Starfield, a game you might oh, have yeah. heard of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I finally, know what you're going to say. Yes. Finally got the uh, release date as well as the direct date, which means like they're exclusive direct just for Starfield, which we all yeah. talked about. Yeah. yeah. Um, the direct is in June, which, aha, foreshadowing. That means yep. the game is much later, and it's September. And yep. I believe I said that on the show. It was either going to come come out like in one month or like at the end of the year, and that's pretty oh, yeah. much what it is. Oh, yeah. I'm not super surprised. I mean, it's a huge game. It's going to be the, the giant tentpole for Bethesda for the year, and I'm sure they're going to milk it for at least a couple years, as they do with all their games. So, you know, knowing their track record, knowing how they are with bugs and sketchy production and stuff, I'm not surprised at all. They they really need to get this one right. So, yeah, I'm, and I'm fine with that. You know, there's lots of stuff to play, and I'd rather have them ship me something that's playable rather than deal with all the bugs and bullshit that we usually do. So... I would too, and I think I tweeted that like, yeah, whatever. I'm gonna play it. I love it. I want it. Um, but at the same time, how many times can Microsoft lie to people? What do you mean lie? They didn't lie. What are you about? They 100 percent lied on this because they said it was the first half of the year, Q1 or something. I'm um, not sure. I know I mean, dates slip all the time, but I'm just telling you, 
again to reiterate first party titles microsoft okay i don't know i, I can't see you that as keep a lie slipping. Every, if, if that's a lie then every developer in the game industry is a liar because everybody's date always slips it's just a normal thing okay lie is a strong word but it doesn't make me any happier with the, sure. the releases, okay? Sure, I get that. I get that. September and the Q1, I mean, that's a big difference. And Again, it happens all the time. I want the best game, okay? I'm being Mr. Positive. I'm always going to put a little tinge of, like, Microsoft, okay? Okay? Anywho, uh, so that happened. And Wolong, yes. which you beat, which I think is, is in your housekeeping, or is that? I was just about to mention it, Okay, yeah. good. Before you mention it. Uh, I do want to say that a bunch of people were talking about the tech issues it had, because I guess it had a bunch of tech issues with PC. Okay. Yeah, uh, I did hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, cool. I don't care about that. How about talk about the actual game and how the beginning boss is bullshit? That's all I care about. <laughs> like, fuck the technical issues. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, I like I said, I mean, I, I'm calling that out as I'm, I'm staking my, my claim. I'm planting my flag. I think that's going to be the worst developer decision of the entire year of 2023. And we're not even halfway through the year, but that is such a colossally bad decision. Uh, I think that's nothing's going to beat it this year, I don't think. Yeah, I got no enjoyment out of it except for up until the first boss. And yeah. even that was kind of tricky because I had to, like, you know, game the system and upgrade myself and, you know, do that kind of, like, health upgrade and stuff like that. So, I don't know. So, you beat it. Yep, I beat it uh, yesterday. Uh, roll credits... And then I went back and finished all of all of the bonus missions except for one. And one, I was like, okay, this is this is too much bullshit even for me. And I tapped out because I need I need to have joy in my life, and I don't need to punish myself like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I finished ninety nine percent of it. Everything except for one specific mission, which is actually a post game mission, uh, which is them just like taking the piss and making fun of people and whatever. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bother with that one. Uh, but everything else, and I thought you know it's 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 shit because I agree. Terrible first boss, terrible design decision, absolute Sekiro dick measuring, get good bullshit. It's the stupidest thing I've seen all year. It's going to be the stupidest thing we're going to see all year. But once you get past that, I think it's it's a good game. Like, it's fun. Nothing is as hard as that. They put, like, Ugh. the hardest boss battle in the entire game as the first battle. So dumb. Which, hey, guys, you got that backwards. Got to switch that around. But, yeah, literally, I mean, there's definitely some hard battles, but nothing's as hard as that first one, dude. So. And how about the last boss? Harder than the first boss? You get three, no, you get three really super easy bosses. And then the last, last final real boss, he's a dick, but he's not as hard as the first one. But it's relative, right? Because I'm sure someone's going to be like, no, the first boss isn't that hard and blah, blah, blah. Okay, but listen, number one, you're just starting the game. You've only started the game like 15 minutes ago. You're brand new in the game. You don't have any options. You don't have your magic. You don't have increased um, health potions. You don't have upgraded armor. You don't have upgraded weapons. You barely even have a choice of weapons. Um, you don't have your magic spells or anything. So there's tons of stuff that you get later on in the game, which totally increase your survivability. Guardian Beast as well. You don't have your Guardian Beast there. So like, so yes, is it technically the hardest boss? Maybe not when you compare them all, but for where you are in the game and for how long you've been playing, right. it makes that to be way harder than it needs to be. And that's why so many people bounce off of it. So I personally, I did not have as much trouble with any boss in the entire game, including the last boss, as I did with that first boss. Good golly. Well, bye-bye, Wolong. Yeah. Uh, so long, Wolong, like I said last so time. So long, Wolong. But, yeah, you know, to be fair, that was the stupidest, boneheaded, shithead decision I've seen all year. But once you get past it, I had a good time. I thought it was really well done. It really reminded me a lot of Neo, which I really loved. I think the Tecmo Koi guys... I mean, I got to say, I think that they're 
their take on souls like is probably my favorite take outside of souls itself i think they got a real good thing going and i like what they do they just something something went wrong and they made a bad call but once you get past that bad call if you can get past it i think there's a pretty solid game here and i, I had a good time with it it's funny because they could literally uh have me and a bunch of other people uh finally play that game by patching it because yeah. you could patch it just on the sake of like it he takes more damage right just something yeah, simple deal. like yeah. that. Oh, it could be easy. Just a couple numbers tweak. Just a That's couple it. numbers tweak. Because I remember I got him to a second form, and yeah. then he only had to go halfway the second form. Yeah. But he kept doing that magnet bullshit, and just I was like, I just yeah. get so frustrated. So, yeah. anywho. Well, um, well, real talk, just a little asterisk also. Real talk, I did email PR back, and I said, hey, you guys are making a huge mistake. This boss is way too hard, and I think you really need to do something about it. Please pass that on to the developers. So I I did as much as I can do. I mean, that's a pretty direct line to the devs. I don't know how much they're going to care about what I have to say, but, I mean, I know that I'm not the only person who had problems with it, and there's a lot of people who are being pretty vocal about bouncing before they even beat the first boss. That's That's got to have somebody at Tecmo Koi going, okay, mate, maybe we made a small error yeah. In, in in our calculations here. Yeah, check your game logs and how many people, like, just rage quit and shut off their system. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like, I literally exactly. shut off the console. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyway. Anyways, okay. Moving on. Uh, Other Worlds, uh, a game I loved. Uh, and I think they're already Other working worlds? on the second Outer one. Worlds? Outer Worlds? I Outer said Worlds. Outer Worlds, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Outer Worlds. Um, and they did a Spacer's Choice Edition recently, which is supposedly yeah, upgraded. Yeah. Uh, graphics, etc. I heard it's a bullshit cash grab. Is it really? Yeah. And, like, I don't think Private Division or anybody... Or no, the developers themselves were actually involved in it. Um, it was more of a, a private division as the publisher, right? I think, yeah. Um, so I think it's just like, yeah, I don't want to call it a cash grab, but like they say some of the graphics are worse, and what? like there really isn't much of an uh, of anything that they added to it. It's kind of just packaging everything together again. So oh. that's unfortunate because I love that game, and I was almost on the fence of like going back into it just to kind of do all the little missions I hadn't done. But I heard that, and I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to give you more money for nothing. And it, obviously, it's not a free upgrade to people who already own the game then, right? No, it's $10. Um, but if you don't own the DLC, then it's more. So, so you got to pay for the DLC plus the upgrade. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So anyways, I just walked ar- around it and not going to do uh, it. But that's a bummer. That's yeah. A bummer. Um, the other thing I was going to mention real quick is Wayfinder, the game that we both uh, played, but we still can't talk about, I believe. Oh fuck! That is so ridiculous. Yes, I remember uh, the MMO or whatever. People yes, are yes, yes. people are mentioning in articles that it's uh, similar. At least the beta testing. Again, these are other people saying other this. people mentioning in articles, yeah. not us. Yep, they're saying that it reminds them of like old school MMOs in the past in a way. And I definitely like that idea because you know I always talk about Ultima Online and just yeah. different types of MMOs that played a different way and really weren't as like cookie cutters. A lot of them are nowadays. So yeah. that's why I'm really uh, even more interested in getting the final version of that at some point. Interesting you say that because really, me talking about old school MMOs and not talking about Wayfinder at all, I found it to be really boring and I don't like that kind of style of game. And I, I feel like I would probably bounce pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Had, uh, that's how, that's, that. But I'm not talking about Wayfinder at all. No, 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 no. But those types other, of games, other, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. I would go toward them and you would go away from them. Yeah, I think that's definitely absolutely right. I think that's that kind of thing might be your jam. It probably would not be my jam. Yeah. Speaking of which, just uh, asterisks. Speaking of nothing else, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, but speaking similarly, uh, Black Desert Online, I might go back to. I keep on the fence with going back to that because it's very good. It's an action RPG MMO that 
I think is one of the better ones um, out there, and I think they have an expansion coming up. So uh, I don't know. Anybody listening, let me know if you play that because I think it's pretty great. Right on. Right um, on. I'm just burning through a bunch of boxes here. I got a couple more. Do you want to open some of yours? I don't have anything huge. I was going to give a shout-out to uh, Swery65. Um, his last game, The Good Life, uh, came out, and uh, I have not – I feel stupid for even saying this. I haven't gotten around to it yet because we had somebody else at Game Critics cover the review at a time when we were really busy, and so I covered something else, and I, I have it. I've kickstarted it. I love Swery. I'm sure I'm going to love it when I get to it. I just haven't got around to it. got to add it to my, my backlogged, by the way. I think I forgot to add it to my backlogged. Um, but they just put out a DLC, and I'm really interested to check that out. It's called The Good Life, Behind the Secret of Rainy Woods. And if people remember, mm. Rainy Woods was the original game of Deadly Premon- or original title of Deadly Premonition before Deadly Premonition came out. And then they did keep some of the Rainy Woods elements. Uh, Dan Weisenberger is probably more of an expert on this than I am, but I love Deadly Premonition, one of my favorite games of all time. And so if there's any kind of connection, or if there's even a couple nods, I think that would be pretty cool. Um, so I, oh, this is just like extra, extra uh, emphasis for me to get back uh, to my my normal gameplay schedule and try to spend some time on The Good Life. I really got to get around to it. But if you haven't played it, check it out. The DLC is out right now. That is fascinating. Wait, so it's out now. Okay. Um, I believe it's out now, yes. So as this is kind of like, again, foreshadowing for the episode. I've been hungrily looking for a game to lose myself in. And so far, not so good. Um, but... Man, oh, man, did I enjoy my time with that game? Did you really? I did. We talked about it. It's the one where I played the game that you wanted to play, and <laughs> you didn't play it. <laughs> that happens sometimes. Yeah. And um, and I'm, I, th- I think this is minor spoilers for you, but whatever. I already told you on the show. Like, So just go back and listen oh, to that. Oh, it's fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's fine. But like, she, the woman who moves to this town, it's, it's like everything's kind of like an undertone of weird and dark. Yes. And yes. that's what you're saying, like with Deadly Premonition, like- even though the graphics are like colorful and Animal Crossing almost in a way, or you know Harvest yeah, yeah. Moon, kind of cartoony, yeah, yeah. But there's like this other thing going on, and like you know people changing into things. Anyways, um, to know that there's like a DLC that even has more of that makes me want to go back even further. Um, you should go back in, give us a full report. I'm gonna, I'm 100 percent gonna, because I'm pretty far. I not pretty far, but I did a lot in that game. So well, let me know because we can definitely get that DLC for, I don't know if it's free or if it's like a free upgrade. You got to pay. I don't know what the deal is, but if you need to pay for it, let me know. We can get you a code because I'm in tight with those guys. Oh yeah. 100%. I definitely want to support that game. And I love swear. He's like the, the best guy. Okay. I love all his games. I feel like a shithead for not playing his game yet. So sorry, well, swear. I'm going to be for you. I'm going to finish it before you. How about that? You shit? will. Yeah. You will. Yes. All right. Um, what else do I have? I don't have anything else other than talking about the Resident Evil 4 demo. Do you want to talk about that right now? Wait, let's put that on pause. Okay. I wanted to go back to last episode where I said I was going to give all those games one more chance. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, I did. And here's the report. And here's the report. I bet it's going to be a short one. It's going to be a short one. Um, if it already comes out, it's going to be short. So <laughs> I revisited all the games. Uh, no Beta, Little Witch No Beta, which I like a lot of. I really do. I really like oh, a lot of I, I thought you were saying things got no better. I was like, Oh, what? it got no better? I thought no you got street on me for a that's second That's funny. Um, no, no, the Little Witch No Better. It was really fun. I went back in. I beat another boss on the first try. Okay. I'm like, I'm good at Souls games. Um, just really had fun. And I was like, I, I am going to finish this game. And then I got lost again. Just straight up lost. Straight up way, lost. Huh? And there's ah. no map. And it's like, you really got to know what you're doing. And then I got to another story part. And I was like, I think I'm moving forward. 
But then I got stuck in a puzzle because there was a puzzle as well. And so, so many of the games that I'm going to talk about today and just from this short list, when I get stuck, I'm out of here. Like I'm running away from the game because... And I'm guessing it wasn't the sort of thing you could just like FAQ real quick and figure out where to go. Like it's just... I did some, but um, I think... Well, by the way, that's a, a pretty new game. So I think it just officially came out now, right? We had a code. So, we did have a code. But did you say it came out like last year on PCs or maybe a that's PC That's true. Guide? Yeah, I could go back and look. Well, maybe, but I don't know. I was just like the fun versus like me getting continually lost and stuff. Sure. No, I feel that, dude. I feel I that. Having to have an FAQ right next to you when you're playing is, is the shit. Yeah. Uh, Scars Above, which we talked about, which is kind oh, of yeah. like a sci-fi third-person game. Really enjoyed it. I said, if I could go back and not have to beat that mini boss and go a different way, then maybe I'll keep going with that game. Right. Mind you, it's on easy mode already when it's, and I would kept dying by this boss. So I couldn't, I walked back the other way and there was a dead end. So they had stuck me in a place where I had to go back and fight that guy. Okay. I did and somehow beat him because cool. I learned about some sort of like freeze gun to electricity to fire combo bullshit. Okay. Left, went and solved one puzzle, got to a new area, was very excited thinking to myself that I was going to finish this game now, got stuck at a new puzzle. And I mean, and it's just, like a, a, like a puzzle where you have to move objects, you know, and like the right character with the right thingy. Uh-huh. And again, yes, to your point, could I look up a fact or whatever? But I was just like, although, no, that's a new game too, and I don't know if that one had it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty new, yeah. I think I did look, and I didn't think they, no one did have it. So I don't know. I just got frustrated again. So, I hear you, man. I hear you. I know. See, you're tired of hearing about it already. No, sorry. It's been, it's been a very busy couple of days. This has nothing to do with the podcast. I am, oh, I am I'm a candle at both ends outside the show here. It's fine. I'm also yawning about me talking about these games. Anyways, <laughs> all those games I went back to, noped out of all of them. That's my only quick report. Um, so, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I've got left for housekeeping is kind of a uh, another embargo thing. I just like... I'm playing a game right now, which I love, which is amazing, which I think is great. And I really, really, really want to talk about it. But it's under embargo. And it sucks because I really want to spread the good word. And I talk to PR about it. And the embargo is up even a week before release, which is really pretty unusual. Um, people only do that when they're really confident. So I feel like I feel good. I feel like the developers know they got a good thing on their hands. Um, but I've been putting a lot of time into it this week. I love this game. It's so fucking great. And I really want to talk about it, but I can't. Mm. We will talk about it. Not this week. We will not talk about it next week. We will talk about it in two weeks, which makes me very sad. And it comes out in three weeks. You have to DM me what it is. Yeah, I will. Okay. Anyway, man, I'm excited to talk about that. I'm excited to hear about it. Uh, that's all I got. All I got left is Resident Evil 4. Okay, Resident Evil 4. Let's talk about the demo. Resident Evil 4. All right. Demo came out on all the platforms. Uh, I don't know about Switch. Probably not Switch, but it came out on Xbox. We... We played it on PS5. I imagine you probably played it on PS5. PS5, yeah. And PC as well. So uh, Resident Evil 4, I think, is widely acknowledged as most people's favorite out of the uh, the whole series. Would you think that's a pretty fair statement? Well, what's the 7, right? Is the 7 has a lot of love. 7, the super creepy one with yeah. the weird family? I mean, yeah. that one's got a lot of love, but I think... I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like everybody feels like 4 was their favorite. Maybe just like all like overall in history. 
I could be wrong. Yeah, there's, it's up there though. It's there's there. Resident Evil nerds who like have specific games that they just love to death, and that like I hear two a lot, you know, and sure. So sure, sure, whatever. Sure. I mean, four was huge, and it was GameCube. Right? Yeah, it was like a yeah GameCube massive sales and stuff like that. So yeah, huge. It was the, it was the big turning point, if I'm not mistaken, where Capcom left behind their iterations of the old formula where they were doing like the tank controls and the the camera that was in one place and the spooky and this is where they're like okay we're, we're ditching all that stuff we're moving the whole series to action and this is the first foray into like the third person run around um, more open levels more you know real-time combat sort of a thing so it was a huge success and it pushed the series in a new direction i mean it tanked soon afterwards because they had a bunch of crappy sequels afterwards but four really kicked it off strong and uh and a lot of people were excited about this one were you excited about it coming back carlos not really i mean i've definitely been out of the resident evil series for a while seven's the only thing that brought me back even though i got mm-hmm. frustrated by some of those bosses mm-hmm. and dad in the fucking basement bullshit oh yeah man. um but i still enjoyed my time it was weird i played it in first person wait is there a third person mode for that now i think there is uh i think there is now but not at the time yeah yeah anyways i really kind of like enjoyed it, it kind of brought me back to the series a bit um and and wait, is the one is eight out right? Eight is yeah. Out, eight so. is the one that has the lady. The big lady, yeah. The big lady that everybody Tall, had the boner for. Yeah. What's her name? I, I can't remember her name, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. So that one, I don't know. I, I, for some reason, I like seven better. Um, but anywho, so for four, I want to put this asterisk next to it. I'm just the asterisk king. Okay. Is um when it, four came out on GameCube, I also thought it wasn't far enough from the tank controls for me to like it. Okay. Because, and, you know, newsflash, because this new updated version is pretty much the same thing, but with better graphics, I think. Uh, you can tell me otherwise. It, it's that same thing where I feel like I don't, if I'm in trouble and people are running at me, meaning zombies, I am going to uh, have a little bit of a struggle with doing what I want to do. Cause, so I don't even call it an action game, it's more action oriented than straight tank controls. But I, I still think that they put, I don't know if it's the development or if they do it on purpose. You know what I mean? But you're not like running and dodging as much as you could in a well, game what do you, like What that. do you want to do? What's missing from it for you? Just, I feel like I'm always locked. I think that camera just feels like it stays locked in a way. Mm-hmm. That like when I move and jump and dash and stuff, I always feel like there's a blind spot. And I think that's by design. Like, you know, like I get attacked all the time from a blind spot. If this is just cause, let's say, okay, and it's third person, I could run around and see what's going on. I would be like the king of Resident Evil because I knew how to run. I could jump like high in the air. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the controls felt good, and I was never like totally surprised. That would feel like an action game to me. This feels like a, a, a in between a hybrid, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I mean, yeah. it was originally the bridge between – old and new they were still trying to figure things out and i think they probably also want to keep an element of spooky and a little bit of you know player underpowered you know that's kind of the resident yes. thing of like you're always low on mo you're always a little bit outnumbered sort of a thing so it makes it makes sense i think yeah and and playing i'll just jump to my mini you know review yeah, yeah, of it, yeah, but like yeah. but playing this new updated version i thought the graphics yeah looked better uh, that's not something that's going to do it for me for you know in general it's more about the game itself but they looked better. It looked cool to see that reimagined in that way. But when I got overwhelmed, because I remember this is very, it says it's action, but again, you have to be stealthy because you have the whole town coming at you at some point. Right, right, right. And again, what I felt, just me personally, is I angered, you know, 
too many people, aggroed too many zombies, and I got surrounded, and I felt like I didn't have the controls to handle it. I was gotcha. I was out of ammo, and my attack slash missed a lot. Like, yeah. I mean, it fucking straight up missed. Like, whiff in front of his face, you know, with the blade. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it didn't hit him. And I was like, right, right, right. where's the hitbox on these guys? Because, you know, again, if you're going to call yourself an action game and maybe even upgrade it a bit, I wouldn't have mind it being, you know, a little bit more tactile. But I just felt like I got... I just ate shit a bunch of times for no reason. And again, I'll hear what you have to say, but I feel like that's probably part of the, what they want you to experience. Yeah. Uh, so that's that. Well, I, uh, I, I downloaded it. My wife, uh, played it. We were all on the couch next to each other, whole family. And my wife fired it up and then she took a couple turns. And then my, uh, my kid took a couple turns and I just kind of watched them. It was really fun to just watch the family play through that demo. Yeah. I don't know if you can even finish the demo because I know the part you're talking about. Like you sneak through the the town and then all of a sudden there's like 85 villagers just swarming you. And then the chainsaw guy shows up and everything. I don't know if you can even finish it. Maybe you can. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to try to track it down on YouTube and see if anybody has like finished it. But, you know, just my, my quick impressions. Number one, I mean, I did have a good time with Resident Evil 4 when it came out. I mean, I played it and it was the the big blockbuster and I had fun with it. Um, was I jonesing to come back to it? I mean, no. Uh, am I excited for it? I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not angry at it. I'm not mad that it showed up, but mm -hmm. it's not something that's like been on my list or anything, you know? So, I mean, Capcom has been doing pretty good with the, the, uh, the remakes lately and their technology has really gotten better. I mean, I, I played seven and had a pretty good time with that, even though it was a little bit too spooky for me. And I played eight and I thought that was pretty good, pretty fun. Had a good time with that. And that was even less spooky. So number four, I mean, I remember four being pretty, pretty just balls to the wall action most of the time. A couple spooky parts, but overall really actiony. So I don't know. Maybe I'm sure I'll play it again. I, I'd be surprised if I didn't, but it's not something that I'm like, I'm burning to play right now. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll get it on sale or, you know, whatever. But yeah. I will say um, graphics was a huge upgrade. And uh, the one thing I the downside was that uh, Leon's hair looks terrible. I was like, dude, that looks like he's wearing a weird wig. Yeah. And it just looks shiny and gross. It and looks strange. super shiny. I was going to yeah, say. It's, yeah. It's really strange. I also thought it was hilarious that he kicks so many of the item crates open. It's just like this <laughs> whack kick that he does. It, it, it made me giggle every time he did it. I thought it was really funny. And then um, the stabbing of a villager in the neck animation is like way over the top. Yeah. Um, we all kind of had our heads blown back when he stabbed like this this villager unsuspecting. We're like, whoa, that was super brutal. But um, I don't know. It's fine. I mean, it, it'll probably be fun. I'll probably get to it. Uh, but it's not something that I'm like, I'm not going to put everything on hold to play. It, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's fine. That's our review. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's gonna be uh, fine. Which is true. I'm not like, I'm not 100% mad at it, uh, but I also don't want to play that game. I'm excited for Silent Hill, like the new updated version for that. That's what I'm yeah. in. Yeah, Silent I know. Hill. Too spooky. Hey, you stay silent on that. Oh, wow. Well, you go sit on the hill. I'll go sit on the hill playing Silent Hill. Oh, God. This is embarrassing. We got to get this off. Is this is embarrassing. Bad. Um, bad. Okay. That's it. Let's get to the show. That's it. Let's get to the main content of the show. Lots of stuff to talk about. And a full disclosure, folks, um, I had a whole list of stuff that I was supposed to play this week. And I don't think I played a single thing that I was supposed to play this week because I kept getting distracted with other things. I was finishing finishing Wo Long and then I was playing my embargo game, which I can't put down. And then I was like, oh, I got to play something else. And so I, I do have stuff. Um, I didn't bring nothing. But, man, nothing went according to plan. Just FYI. So, all right. Anyway, um, Carlos, let's start off with you uh, as we normally do. Uh, Oni 
the road to what the road to becoming the mightiest oni just that, road right. to be the mightiest oni the road to okay, yeah man. okay apologies folks let's try that again carlos over to you yes oni the road to be the mightiest oni rolls right off the tongue very catchy yeah, title. sure does yeah so i'm guessing it's about an oni who probably wants to be the mightiest oni am i wrong that is right yeah okay that's right it's in the title it's right there in the title tell um, us about it sir so the developer is can I design uh, Shusha? Wait, hold on. Shuisha Games. I'm okay. Butchering both of those. Um, and put out by Clouded Leopard Entertainment. Very interesting. I believe these are all Asian companies, right? I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah, I think it's Japanese, I want to say. Um, so, anyways, this is a game that I've been watching for a little while just because of the artwork, the style, and the fact that it looks quite different, like a really interesting, different game, which I'm always interested in. Um, and so what is Oni, Road to be the Mightiest Oni? You are a little creature, uh, kind of a monster type thing, and your name is Kuta. Uh, oh, you're a demon warrior, I guess, but you look adorable, so an okay. adorable demon warrior. World's it, cutest Oni. Sure. Yes, uh, cutest, not the mightiest yet. Uh, you have a huge backpack on, and you're walking around this little land, uh, also, there's a huge like uh, cutscene thing in the beginning as well, and a lot of music, a lot of really good music and interesting music. Uh, anyway, so you start in this little land, and you are this little monster. And yeah, I've definitely seen uh, gameplay in this that I've never seen before, which is you're running around when you have your backpack on and your sword's back there, and you're not fighting. You're just kind of running. And you basically are like collecting things like mushrooms, which are currency, and just kind of looking around and meeting people and stuff. And then at some point, you will find these spirits that need help. You go into another realm, and your backpack's gone, and you have your weapons out. And then you're like, it's a fighting game. Then you're doing action. Is there management? Because this kind of sounds like um, outwards a little bit. No, 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 where no, you... no, 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 not no. like that? No, no that, there's like two phases to the game. The phase where you are kind of have this huge backpack on and running around, and you can't fight. That's where you just kind of like the map, if, if you think of it that way. Okay, but it's the it's the same vision, which is third person little guy running around the screen. Uh, beautiful. I really love the graphics. Um, you know, wavy, cartoony in a way. Um, and then you again meet people, talk to people. You save the game. You unlock things. You again you collect currency stuff to buy different weapons and different things like that. And then at some point you'll go to where like these locations are, where these monsters are. You kind of go into a map, and it just you know. Like Wayne's World. And then now you're in another area and you have your weapon out. And gotcha. so then you fight, whatever. Um, but the interesting thing is how you fight, you can fight normal like your club or whatever you have bought in, uh, your melee weapon. Run, jump, and dodge. All those feel good. Another reason why I like that part of it. And then you have a spirit with you that you meet at some point, like a little ghost spirit. And you control that with the right analog stick. It's so, like your partner or something? Yeah, your partner. And you have to hold down L1 to, to, to activate him, I think. So it's okay. kind of a little bit of a tricky thing. But once you do, um, you – oh, no, you hit L1 when the, um, the little uh, spirit is above the enemy's heads. So essentially he can, like, kill a bunch of people for you, and then you can go back to you controlling you. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. And then the other mechanic that's really interesting and weird is that once uh, a monster is beat, it's not beat for good. Their spirit comes out, and you have to kill the spirit. And so how you do that is you hit, like, circle. I'm playing on PlayStation. You hit it on circle, 
and then you can combo them together. So here's the scenario, which feels very good. Little ghost spirit runs around, taps everybody on the head, all these like say five or six monsters, all the spirits leave. Then you run, hit one of the spirits that came out, try to kill it, right? Mm -hmm. You can combo to the next spirit. So then you're just hitting circle, 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 circle. Then you and just, just kill automatically like, bringing you from spirit to spirit. Yes, and you're killing like seven or eight people in a row. So okay. I've never seen that before. That's very interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, right. and then you can just straight up regular fight too, right? You could just hit things and make the spirits come out yourself and do dodge rolls and stuff, and then just collect this, you know, kill the spirits separately. Sure, sure. Then there's bosses, and they don't feel super hard. It's just like you got to be smart. And the the little spirit can help you some, but not fully. And I beat, you know, my first boss and then got a bunch of currency and got a new weapon. So it's fine. Um, it's really weird in its presentation. Uh, the text and stuff like that, the dialogue, it's just short. It seems a little bit not fully translated right sometimes, you know, um, or at least for English audiences, I should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and... It's a little confusing, but it's supposed to be kind of esoteric and like what's really happening right now. One of the biggest cons is in the main over overview map or whatever that you're in. Uh-huh. Uh, there's this music playing that's like with vocals. And I don't like that. It's just not a good song? Or? Well, I just don't want to be. It's distracting. <laughs> Gotcha. Like, that's the main area you keep coming back to. And the guy's not low key enough to be your background. No, no, no. He's like, and there we go. Back to the place where you are. Right. Yeah, you need to have something. He's like explaining. Yeah, Yeah, a little more laid back. Gotcha. (laughs) He's like explaining the situation all over again. You're like, I know already. So, Uh, okay. (laughs) And if I turn the music off, that doesn't work because then some other scenes have music that I want to hear. And then it's too quiet. It fucking sucks. That's the only small thing, but. Uh, right. And then the other small con is that the frame rate is like 28 frames or 26. Wow, okay. You know, like it gets close to 30 or it, it hits 30, I guess. But it's noticeable, though. It's, yeah, it's not yeah. a smooth thing. And you are running and dodging a lot. So I, I would have loved this to be 60. Um, again, small thing. Sure. A, a lot of negative reviews online I've noticed on Steam. Uh, I think it's because it is this kind of different style game. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's bad, I'm also not going to say that I'm going to rush back to it. It seems like some, a game I would just pick up here and there and kind of go back in and see a new section and do some stuff. But I thought I'd be like riveted by the story in some way because if you look at the art, it looks really cool. And you're like, oh, this is a world I can lose myself in like Zelda. You know, It's not that. It's not that game. It's not the open world game that I've kept searching for. This whole episode, you'll hear me searching for this game. We have a recurring theme. Recurring theme, open world something to have Carlos get lost in. This is not it because it feels too much like a, uh, not puzzle, but like you do this thing, then you go do this thing, and then there's combos, and then come back to the hub. You know what I mean? It's not like a big, huge place where you just like fucking around and. Maybe just more focused on systems or something. It's systems, smaller scale. Smaller scale. And it's, you know, a big endeavor by a small studio, I think. And, you know, I can't say something super negative about it, but I'm also going to say super things super positive, if gotcha, that makes sense. Gotcha. I mean, you know, maybe it's a good good first step. Maybe it's going to give them um, a way to get a foothold in the American market. I mean, they're clearly like an, an Asian company. So, you know, I mean, uh, maybe this is just like uh, step one for them and maybe they'll take it and do something else with it. Or maybe it's a franchise. Who knows? I mean, you know, I, I'm looking at the art. The art is pretty cool. Uh, it is. It definitely seems pretty nice looking. Reminds me a little bit of like, um, 
original Dragon Ball. Not not so much that it follows Toriyama's art style, but kind of the same vibe, like the lighthearted, simple. I could I could see where you're coming from, like that feeling of like adventure and stuff with it. So yeah, and yeah. and there are like places you can go where like floating rocks are happening, and like um, it feels like oh, what's around the corner? But most of the time, you're still going into these little missions, and it feels like it's like more mission based than exploratory based. Right, right, um, right. So, anyways, I enjoy it. It's not like super bad. Um, it's kind of fun, and I will delve back into it here and there. All right, that is Oni: The Road to Be the Mightiest Oni. And you're playing on PlayStation, I assume. I am playing it on PlayStation. All right. Uh, speaking of PlayStation, uh, I tried a PlayStation game this week. Uh, unusual <laughs> you, for me. I know you made it sound so like a, <laughs> a unique, weird thing. Speaking of that PlayStation, speaking console, of that weird PlayStation thing, it's it's not that unusual, but it is unusual this week because. Uh, I have moved the PlayStation over to my wife's side of the room because she wanted to play. Um, oh my goodness, what did she want to play? Oh, she wanted to play uh, Last of Us because we talked about that mm-hmm. a million times. And then she, uh, after that, I'm like, well, since it's over here, I think that you would probably like playing Death Stranding. Uh, and so she's been getting into that. And uh, like I thought, she's been delivering boxes and seeing seeing the value of being a futuristic post apocalyptic. <laughs> uh, uh, Amazon driver. Uh, yeah. So that's really fun. So I don't have access to the PS5 right now because it's on the other side of the room, but I did hop on for a minute to play this game for the show. Uh, it's called Demio. D-E-M-E-O. Uh, so this is an interesting one. Um, I It was sold to me as kind of a tabletop RPG simulator, sort of, and that's pretty close to what it is. Um, I will say that the presentation is basically everything in this game. I think it's really cool, but there's an asterisk. I'm going to steal your, your mojo just for a minute. I'm going to be the asterisk guy for a second. Go ahead. So I, I fully believe this was made with, with VR in mind, right? I think it is first and foremost a VR game, but there is a flat mode. And that's what got me in, right? Because I don't have VR. Not really interested in VR. But I was talking to the publisher and their PR. And they're like, no, no, no. You, there's a flat mode. You can play it. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll check it out. Um, and some games, totally not a big deal. Some, day, some games, it's not. It's fine. You play it flat. You don't miss anything. You don't whatever, whatever. It's fine. Not so with this one. I feel like this this thing's whole reason to exist is to be seen in VR. And I yeah. appreciate that they gave me a flat mode. I, I genuinely do. So I want to thank the developers for giving us the option. Um, but I do really think this is primarily a VR experience. Can I can I put um, an asterisk yeah, to your yeah, asterisk? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. why I laughed. So this game I've saw, because, you know, I see every game. And yeah, yeah. I scrolled by it and I was like, RPG, what? RPG, what? And the minute I saw it was VR, I said, no, I'm not going to play it uh-huh, um, uh-huh. because obviously it's VR. And on Steam, it says VR only. Like, Yeah, that makes sense. Very, makes very sense. like specific. So like, that's what the only reason I didn't play this game. So you did in flat yeah. mode. Yeah, in flat. And sometimes it's fun. I have played VR games in flat. And like many times I'm like, yeah, that was fine. I had fun. I enjoyed it. Um, but this is, I think, it's all about the VR. So, so what is this? It is definitely a tabletop VR game similar thing. So imagine, I don't know if this is true for you, but back in my teen years, uh, I played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons with uh, some friends, people in the neighborhood. Uh, and this game kind of like goes back to that time where you're a kid, you're going down to your basement, you've got like a table where you've got your stuff set up, there's little miniatures um, and that's what it looks like. Like when you start the game, it looks like you're in someone's basement, which is cool. It's a very cool presentation. I dig it. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a table and like you approach the table and there's like a, there's miniatures on there. I'm like, yeah, this is dope. I love the way this looks. Um, it looks really cool. Um, 
the game system itself, pretty straightforward. I'm not going to say that it's the most nuanced system. They add some cards to it. Um, so it's kind of like a turn-based RPG where you've got like a party of four. And it's obviously meant to have players, right? Because they want you to capture that old school D&D feeling. It's meant to have like, you know, up to four players where you all can chat with each other. You all take turns in VR, I assume, moving your pieces on the board. And I'm guessing that if you have the controller, it probably would feel like you were moving your pieces with your hand. I was moving them with a the controller. It didn't work so well, but I get it. I get it. Um, but I think they're really going for that feel, right? So they even have, which I thought was fucking amazing. I, I do want to give mega props for the presentation. I feel like they really did like a you know home run out of the park with the presentation because when you're choosing levels, I don't know if you've ever seen these, but they look like old school D&D modules that you used to get. Oh, yeah. Like I had the all cover. Those. I'm like, oh, shit, dude. These look just like old D&D modules. Like the nostalgia factor was was off the chain. I was like, this is really cool. I love the way this looks. Um, but I don't have VR and I'm not going to play it in VR. And I think that's really an issue, right? Because you start playing it and the system is turn based, just like you would think you would play like a D&D sort of thing. Limited options, of course. Um but it's kind of cumbersome. Like, it's not super streamlined. You know, I've played a lot of games that feel a little bit more nuanced than this. And they add some cards to it, which I don't think was the right way to go. I don't think that doing cards was the the answer because some cards can be used over and over. And I'm like, well, that's just your basic ability then. That's not really a card. And then some cards are one-time use. And some some cards have conditions. And I'm like, okay, this is... I, I don't think cards is what you should have been doing here. I think you just had regular character builds just like like a regular RPG, mm. like D&D would have had you do. But that's okay, whatever. I mean, fine. Um, but the problem is that it's it's not that special to play. So really what you're hinging on is the VR aspect, and I don't have the VR aspect. And it's it's actually difficult to look at it flat. Um, everything's getting in the way of the camera, constantly like zooming in and zooming out, trying to get a good look at where things are. There's like little elevations. You know, some characters are higher than others. Some characters are behind other things. And I'm not sure exactly how much I would be moving if I had a VR set on, but I feel like I would be looking at this like a lot. Like I would have to be very mobile, moving around, looking around the corner, you know, getting up out of my chair and looking at stuff is what I imagine. Because as I'm constantly like moving the camera, moving the camera. I'm like, I just can't see like what's going on. Like there's too much crap on the screen. Um, and it's just not laid out the way that you would think a normal RPG tabletop would be laid out. Um, so I have to, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to assume that it looks a lot better in VR. It's probably less cluttered in VR, I would guess. Um, so I, I didn't spend a lot of time with it. I got tired of futzing with the camera and the gameplay itself wasn't really that exciting to me. So I think that if I, you know, had a helmet and I had three other friends and we all had pizza and beer or something and we were all bullshitting with each other like you would as you were playing D&D. That probably seems like a pretty awesome time. Yeah. But that's kind of an edge case special thing. I mean, I don't. does anybody who have VR has three friends who also have VR? I don't know. That seems like a pretty special circumstance to me, especially considering how hard it is to get friends together for anything. Online multiplayer. Um, but I think the presentation is great. Great idea. I love tabletop simulators. It's really neat. Um, and I, again, thank you for adding the flat mode, even though I don't think it really works that well. And I think it's probably losing what makes this game special. So, I, you know, it was okay. Like, it was all right, but not something that I'm going to want to finish or, you know, put a lot of time in the campaign. I think I'm just not not the right customer for this. But if you do have VR, and if you do like D&D, and if you do have some friends, and if you do like the idea of a tabletop simulator, well, this is your jam. Yeah. And if you're on Steam, probably because you know, probably people, so, a ton yeah. of people have Oculus in. in yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, that, whatever, whatever you got on Steam, go for it. Yeah, that's where people I think do multiplayer Ocul uh, VR stuff more. Mm -hmm. But um, and at some point, at some point, I will get the PS Five uh, VR. I'm sure at some point because uh, I do. I did really like that first experience. So, 
that's somewhere I might be able to play these types of games again. Um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, that it was a launch title, I think, for PSVR two. Was it? I, I don't know if it was launch. Was it? it yeah, I think be so. Because right. they did like they launched like six or seven like VR t- games for that. Um, gotcha. So yeah, I would also say that uh, to the developers, you should totally make a Stranger Things version of this game. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. That's like a that's a gimme, dude. Yeah, right. absolutely. Get I mean, that talk license, about yeah. that license right there, um, because then you're just like, yeah, found money because people would be like, they'll want to play Stranger Things. And what you described sounds like that setup. So I mean, that's a that's a fucking genius idea, dude. That's like that's cash money on the table right there, dude. Because cool. they got it. It's all it's all there. You just plug in the characters. You put in the demogorgon or whatever, and then you're off to the races, man. Dude, hopefully they're listening. Let's send it to yeah. them. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so that's Demio, or excuse me, Demio. Uh, yeah, there you go. Not so great flat, but I'm sure it's a blast in VR. So there you go, uh, Carlos. Mato anomalies. This is one that kind of came out of nowhere for me. I didn't have any inkling this was in the works i don't remember getting a lot of pr about it it just kind of showed up in my inbox one day and they're like hey would you like to play this and i'm like well i bet carlos would and so i sent you the code um what is motto anomalies all about i know literally nothing about this one yeah any new rpg i know about so like i didn't know of it and i was following it a little bit um detective story anime inspired rpg that's kind of what they're saying but okay. it's it's a lot more than that and actually, some might say, including myself, it's too much more than that. It's too much more than that. Okay. All right. That's actually my perfect review. It's too much more than what you think it is. Um, right. The developer is Arrows, but Arrow IZ. Uh, publishes Prime Matter. I forgot what they put out, but that sounds so familiar to me. Uh, Prime Matter. They've done things. Oh, look at that. Publisher. Oh, Scars. Scars Above, they published. Oh, the other game that you just talked that about. That I just talked about. Yeah. Last week. Okay. All right. Interesting. That's why I saw that logo. Um, so it's a very unique style. Uh, definitely has that kind of, uh, in the art look as well as the style of game, kind of has Persona vibes. That's kind of the vibe I was getting from the artwork. Yeah. yeah. And also in what you do, because there's like hub areas where you walk around, talk to people, uh, try to figure things out. And then there's battle. Uh, turn Is this based uh, battle. first person, third person? What, what kind third of, what person, you, what little about? guy running around. Um, okay. Now you play as Mato, but later on you play as someone else, but... You just so you know, there's like the minor, not minor, any spoilers really. Just like you start as a detective named Mato, and that's your. No, his name's not Mato. Oh my goodness, his name is. <laughs> is his Doe. name Anomalies? No, yeah, Mato Anomalies is the name of the game. His name is Doe. Uh, that's right. Yeah, and then you later on become someone else, I think. But basically, for the uh, purposes of review, you play as Doe. He's a private detective uh, investigator trying to figure out what's going on with these supposed drugs called handout in a city trying to figure out the drug situation but it's why it's so much more than that is because you know there's two kind of phases of this game similar to oni where you're running around talking npcs exploring a city like persona vibe then there's turn-based combat that takes place because this is the minor spoiler you're looking for these drugs for reasons and um you find these drugs, but then you get transported to another dimension. And in that dimension, you meet a person who's like a ninja and he fights for you. So he does all the turn-based combat. Interdimensional ninja after you take drugs. I Got it. it. Well, you didn't take okay. the drugs, but you found the drugs and then you're in the place where sure, the drugs are. You didn't are. take those drugs. Yeah. You just got to this other dimension just for reasons. That could just be the whole reason for this whole game is that you're just on drugs and you see ninjas. <laughs> Anyways, the turn-based combat's fine. Like it's fun. It's it's okay, you know. 
Um, and then I left and came back to regular world and did more investigating things. That's kind of feels like it's going to be the vibe the whole time. But mm -hmm. then there's people you've got to question because you're an investigator you're trying to figure things out. If they don't want to talk, you grab them with your electric glove as you do. <laughs> nice. And then when you <laughs> grab them, you go into their minds. Oh, wow. So that, okay. All Wait right, so you're for doing it. Mental investigation. Wait for it. Okay, what? Then it turns into a card game. Really? Yeah. This game is nuts. Like, it, it's like eight games in one, and it's probably not for the best <laughs> because I'm lost. I don't know what. Now I got to learn a card game, and there's, like, intricacies to the card game. So I finally figured out, uh, you, you know, get answers out of people by playing that card game. Then you go back to investigating in a town. So it's very confusing. And on top of that, you think it starts out as like a story about drugs. But no, no, no. It's about demons. It's about other sure. places. It's about dungeons. Um, and then it's about card games. It's many, many things. And the story just gets weirder and weirder. And I'm on, I'm on the fence with this one because I love weird. And I love how each time I pick up this game, I'm like... Wait, we're doing this now? Like, where's the story going? I'm very confused. But I kind of like being confused. So I'm like 50-50 on this game. I don't know. You're kind of selling me on this, dude. Like, it really? kind of sounds like my jam. It sounds really weird and offbeat. I mean, if I like games like Deadly Premonition and shit like that or like weird stuff, this definitely sounds pretty weird. I mean, I guess, I, I you know, I don't know. I'll have to see what I think of the story and all that stuff. Um, but I guess a couple questions. So number one, uh do you like the turn-based battles that might be the only thing that sinks it for me because i'm not really down with a lot of turn-based battles do they go pretty quick is it pretty grindy like what are what are those battles like and then also tell me a little bit more about the production values does this feel like a real like b or c grade sort of a thing which is fine i mean i gotta just have my expectations set right because sometimes i can get down with like the lower grade stuff but yeah what, like what, what what are the expectations for this and, and how grindy is the combat asterisks on another asterisk first I okay. just noticed that when we do reviews, and this has been going on for years, not every game, unless you're interested. If you're interested, uh, it's almost like we're, uh, my review turns into a video game, and like level two is where you ask me questions about it. <laughs> I, just re I just realized that. Because like, I don't do that, I don't think, to your reviews. I don't know if I... I ask sometimes questions. I mean, you're welcome to. You can ask I me know. questions anytime you want to. I know. But it, it's funny how like if you, I think, are really interested in something... You go like, oh, hold on. Let me let me stop you there. I need more info. Yeah, and you go like, investigator mode. You're playing this game. I'm playing cards in your mind right now. You're Carlos. doing Mato Anomalies to me <laughs> when you like a game. Okay, so Mato Anomalies, level two. Um, I'll answer your questions. So, no, no, no. This is like a systems game, which, again, okay. it can be a, a, a dirty word or a good word, right? Okay, yeah. But, like, when I'm doing the turn-based combat, I'm like... I'm not thinking about grinding. I'm just like, which is the weapon that's going to do most damage? How am I going to make this work? Does it go pretty quick? It though? seems to go really fast so far. Okay. Now I'm not super deep into the game and it looks like later on you get to straight up dungeons, you know, cause this game just turns totally on its head. Um, but that still has me intrigued. So to answer your question, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm grinding yet. Uh, I don't know if I ever will. Cause it just really feels like everything in this game is like a light touch. You know, like, well, let me ask you this. Let me follow. Like follow that, hold question. on. We're, we're, to right, end, ahead, end with that, the card game is like a light touch. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Which yeah. is fine. Okay. Yeah. So follow up. So what? One thing that I'm kind of done with. Uh, so I'm still in. This still sounds pretty good to me. Uh, one thing that I'm done with is like 
the persona style dungeon where you do some story stuff, whatever. And then you go into a dungeon. It's just like you're running through a bunch of random generic hallways, fighting a bunch of monsters because you eventually want to get to the boss or something. Like, is it that where you're just like, you're fighting 80, 80 random encounters because you're lost in a maze? Or like, does it seem more, more purposeful than that? Two answers. One answer, I don't know because I haven't got to those crazy dungeons yet. Okay. I've seen pictures of, pictures <clears throat> of them, you know, so I feel like that's coming. But the short answer and the other answer is that I don't think it's like that at all because in general, it's a light touch to everything, okay. which means you get a little confused. Like when I started up, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to be playing right now. Like I might do a quick uh, combat thing. I might do a card game. I might do some other puzzle game. So no, I think everything is just kind of like, there to move you along it doesn't feel like it's a, a grind session or like you're okay yeah okay and I by the way speaking my language here this is all great someone else mentioned in a comment in steam that i was going to bring this up too it reminds me of soul hackers did you ever play that series soul hackers i'm sure that i have i'm sure that i have soul like hackers in terms 2, of tone and stuff yeah soul, Hack- soul hackers 2 came out on game pass recently and i played it yeah i think i played, I played it the first one yeah and it's that thing where it's like the combat's there but it's not like super in-depth um, so that's what it feels like. So right. I'll have to find out. I just, I don't mind a little bit, but like, I don't want to be spending most of my time doing turn-based battles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think I haven't been, I mean, again, I'm okay, not good, I'm early good. on, but I just think it's a weird systems game where I'm running around talking to people, learning about new stories. And now I'm talking about monsters and I wasn't talking about, you know, monsters before. And anywho, another asterisk, this is the asterisk episode, um, is that when you can pet the cat, I don't know if you saw my tweets. I did see that, yes. Yeah, you can pet the cat and you can pet a dog. You pet the cat. The cat, this is the first time I think I've ever seen this. The cat actually does a little kick motion that cats do mm-hmm. where it like kind of hurts you, you know? <laughs> they like attack you with their feet. Okay. Uh-huh. I know you hate cats, right? I do hate yeah, cats, yeah. yes. Anyways, I don't, I've never seen a game do that. Like normally it's just like they purr and move around. But like the cat like starts kind of like hitting you with its feet. And then the guy like pulls his hand back. And I was like, that's accurate. Is it not a turn-based battle? No, it isn't, but oh, okay. it's funny. Also, uh, you can pet the dogs, but like I said in Twitter, you probably shouldn't because they pee on you. Which is dumb. Come it's on. pretty dumb. How often, is, how often does a dog actively pee on a person? I know, not especially often. after you pet him. I mean, yeah, is he feeling happen. comfortable? I don't that know. That doesn't weird. happen. That's a dog hater right there. That's that's trash. Yeah, well, they you know they show that the cats attack. So, Anywho, unique things there. I think the game is interesting. I'm going to keep playing it. So there's not a, a no for me, but it's it's uh, I'm I'm confused by it. Man, I don't know. You kind of sold me on this one, dude. I'm up for like the weird, random, especially if it's a light touch. Like I don't I don't want to get super deep in JRPG battles. I don't want to get super deep in like a card battler right now. But if you do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, keep it moving, keep it fresh, and it's strange. I mean, if I mean, are you interested in the story, the bits that you can grasp? I know you said it's kind of confusing, but it's, like, are you still kind of vibing on it? Or that's how's that the other going? con. It's it's just super dense. Like, they just keep oh, throwing really? things at you. It's like, okay. yeah, did you know that this is a thing that exists? And how about this? And you have this ability. And uh, actually, the timeline that you thought was going on is different or something. You know, it's like hmm. they keep throwing things at me. And if there's side missions, by the way, too, and I'm like afraid to do them. Because I've already like my head's full, you know, of stuff. Oh man! Okay. So well, this, huh? Which is actually again kind of a selling point. It's inter- it's intriguing. Um, I'm not not gonna keep playing it if All that makes right. sense. I might have to dip into this. This is this is uh, my little spidey sense is going off. Maybe it's not gonna be my jam, but it seems like it's definitely worth it. Investigate. So 
All right. I will investigate and see if this is to my taste or not. But Check interesting. It sounds out. definitely, yeah, interesting, if nothing else. Yeah, it is. Check it out. Check yeah. it out. All right. Um, I'm glad you brought that one. Interesting. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, let me talk about Caverns of Mars Recharged. This is another in the series of recent Atari remakes. We talked about Yars a while ago, Yars Recharged, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Excellent reimagining. Uh, but this is Caverns of Mars, and I got to be honest with you, Carlos, I do not remember Caverns of Mars from the Atari days. Do you remember Caverns of Mars? I don't. I'm looking it up right now on Twitter because I do not have any idea that that was an Atari game. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it's a new game disguised as a remake. I, I assumed it was an old game remade because they call it Recharged. I mean, otherwise it would just be Caverns of Mars. Oh, yeah. Time. Atari 2600. Wow. I That one must have just completely slipped by me. I don't recall that game at all. I don't either. Huh. Anyway, so so I guess it's a remake of an Atari game, and it's a it's again kind of like Yars, an arcade focused, high energy, really fast action, uh, kind of a, a title which I appreciate. I like something you can just jump into and play a little bit and jump back out and don't have to worry about story or anything. So that's cool. Um, this game doesn't really get off on the right foot though. I mean, unlike Yars, this one gives you like no tutorial. You just jump in and like not being familiar with this game, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, you start off in the spaceship and the graphics are cool. They're all kind of like really bright and, uh, you know, colored lines and just everything is really like arcadey. It's a good look. Like I like the way this looks. It's very appealing to me. Um, but you're in a ship and you go down this hole. Um, so it's not really caverns of Mars. It's like down the well of Mars, which actually is ironic because this game really reminds me of Downwell. You played Downwell, didn't you? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. This really reminds me of Downwell. So I don't know if Downwell was inspired by this game. I mean, possibly because it came so many years later, but there's a lot of similarities uh, between the two where you are going down a vertical space and you have to shoot to kill enemies. You also have to shoot to like clear a path for yourself. There's like outcroppings of rock and boulders and stuff. And so your ship is kind of like a flying saucer shape and you are a little bit on the wide side. Um, not to body shame or anything, but it's a little wide for a spaceship going down a well. You can't body shame a spaceship. You can't. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'm <laughs> over my, it. No. My failed attempt at a joke there. So I guess people, <laughs> laughing's optional. Sorry. Feel free to ignore I got the angry. laugh. I got angry. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, so, um, so that's basically what you're doing. You're going down a well, shooting stuff that attacks you, also carving out space in the in the tunnel if you can't fit through. Um, you have a fuel. You have fuel and life. Life is just you taking damage from getting hit by enemies or knocking into rocks. The fuel is your weapons. And so if you have a regular pea shooter, it takes off a little bit of fuel. If you've got the laser, uh, it takes off tons of fuel, like way too much fuel. And so you're going to be out of bullets before or out of laser beams before you know it. Um, so that so it's an interesting formula. Um, I feel like it's pretty difficult. And I feel like the fuel goes a little bit too fast. And I also feel like when you shoot, certain guns are better for this than others, but a lot of the guns do not shoot in a way that will automatically clear a path for your ship. So what I mean by that is, let's say you've got like one of the random guns, you the shotgun. You got the shotgun, you shoot one shot, it blows a hole in the rock below you that is bigger than your ship, so you can pass right through it, no problem. Mm. But some of the guns will shoot a hole that is not as wide as your ship, and so you have to like kind of shoot and then go to the side and shoot again and, you know, kind of like carve out a little hole. But you're falling pretty quickly and kind of like Danwell, the only time that you slow down is when you're shooting. So it's kind of like this risk reward of I need to shoot a hole that's big enough for you to pass through it or go around. 
but I'm also using up my fuel and also I'm kind of paused here, which means it leaves me open for enemies. Um, so, so there's that. It's also a little bit of an roguelike-ish, not really, but also, again, very much like Downwell, where, or maybe Downwell is a lot like this, where every time you clear a level in the arcade mode, um, they give you a choice between three things, and it's like uh, more ammo but less fuel, or more fuel but less life, or uh, a shield that protects you from one hit but it uses up your fuel faster, and everything that you have is a has a con to it. There's no just good thing. Everything comes with a downside, too, which is kind of a bummer mm. um, because you don't feel like you're necessarily getting stronger and stronger. You kind of feel like you're doing trade-offs, right? Like, oh, I'm better at shooting, so I'll take the more ammo and less life because I feel like I'm a better shot than I am at a dodger or vice versa, whatever. So the graphics are great. I think the music is really good. Um, it looks really current. looks fresh. looks electric and cool. I like the visuals. But to be honest with you, it felt a little bit too touchy. I died a lot. I feel like it's pretty difficult. And I feel like it's maybe one notch too difficult for me, especially after playing Danimal. I didn't finish Danimal, but I almost beat it. And I got really close. And I feel like that was in a really good space, a really good vibe of what it was going for. And I feel like this is in the same basket, absolutely. But I feel like it's it demands a little bit more, a little bit touchier. Maybe that's my imagination. But I didn't have as nearly a good time with this one as I did with Danwell. Um and I think that just uh, I just was dying too much. And a lot of it didn't feel earned. The ship being too big and the guns not always clearing you a path. I feel like that is maybe a design decision that needs to be revisited. Um, but overall, I mean, it's not bad. It didn't it didn't grab me like Yars did, but it's not bad at all. And if you have memories of this game, maybe check it out. I mean, for me, coming to it fresh, all right, it's cool. Um, but not something I think I'm going to come back to. But still, not a bad game by any means. Yeah. And also, it might be true to form in the fact that, like, the original was difficult, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. every damn Atari game was. Um, yeah. And let me pull a, a Brad level two. Yeah. Let me stop you right there. Okay. Let me stop you right there. Although this doesn't work because you're finished with your fucking review. Well, go ahead. Anyways, let me stop you right there. Uh, I have a question for you, Carlos. I'm stopped. Uh, Brad. Go for it. Yes. Carlos, <laughs> I go just, ahead. I just asked myself the question. I heard you saying it. So I have a question for you, Carlos. I have a question for you, Brad. Um, so how is the saving? Because it sounds like it's difficult. But at the same time, if you can save some places or save state, it'd be easier because, you know, uh, modern upgrades, save states. Are we sure. having any, any of that? No. In the arcade mode, it's just arcade mode. Like if you die, you die. I mean, if there is a save, I didn't find it or maybe I didn't get far enough. But like you die, you just go back to the beginning oh, and start over. There geez. is a mission mode. Uh, again, I found it really hard, like really hard as balls, dude. Um, and I didn't get very far in the mission mode. Each mission was too hard for me where I just didn't feel like sitting down and gritting my teeth and getting through it you know like in comparison like with yars the remake I, I cleared like three quarters of those missions um and not to say that they were a cakewalk or anything but like you know they're a pretty good balance of difficulty and challenge and also fun and i got through a lot of those and i thought it was a great time but these ones they got really hard from the get-go or maybe i'm just terrible at this game but um may i would imagine you can probably complete the mission once that's done you're done you don't have to redo the mission or anything but they were really difficult. But if you're playing the arcade mode, I don't believe there's a save. It's just right. run and then go back to start. So I am uh, walking past this, but yes. I appreciate it. Um, right. Before you finish up, though, I will say this because I looked up images of the Atari version. And uh -huh. I found this is a fun tangent. We haven't had a tangent this whole episode. First one. Here's our first one. Um, it's a picture of uh, a box of one of the games uh, or versions of the game, uh, Caverns of Mars. It says Atari 400 slash 800. Now, I had mentioned this is an Atari 2600 game, which is those cartridges. 
this is also made on diskette and different disc-based uh, versions. This reminds me of that time, which I think was unique to the past, and you and I lived through it, and I don't know if it's going to ever happen again, but when you would play a game back in the olden days, kids, uh, like this, Caverns of Mars, you would be excited if you had the best system to play it on because oh, yeah. you knew you'd get the best graphics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But the point is the developers would make the game for like 15 different platforms, like the VIC-20, the Commodore 64, Atari 400 slash 800, the uh, a PC when PCs came out, if you had CGA graphics or EGA graphics, whatever you had, the developers were fucking making versions for. And if you remember something like Minor 2049er, this game um, that just came to mind, the graphics would be wildly different. Wildly different, yeah. Wildly yeah. bad if you had a shit system. Uh, or really, you know, much better when you, if you didn't. I don't know if we'll ever see that again, right? I don't think that we will. I don't think we're going back to those days. Those were pretty wild days. That was when things were kind of... Everybody was just making up stuff as they went along, and there was no really established rules, no established platforms. I think that now that we have the, the modern era that we're in, like with the ecosystems we have and the platforms we have, I don't think we're going to be seeing that again. Um there may be a case of something like, oh, it runs better on PlayStation or runs better on Xbox or something. But I think that's probably as far as we're going to go because uh, they realize people don't like that. And also it's not cost effective, right? Because back in the day, I mean, I, I'm not saying that game development is easy, but making a game like Caverns of Mars, where I just looked it up on, uh, on Google, look at the Atari images and it's like, oh, yeah, that is an Atari ass game. Making that and then remaking it on a different system has got to be an order of magnitude easier than saying, oh, we're going to make final fantasy remake for ps5 and we're going to completely redo it from scratch for the xbox like that's right. crazy there's or no way. like or Impossible. like low res it in some way which will take yeah, a long there's time. no way like yeah. it's just, it's it's not cost effective not effective for time or resources but you just you just can't do it so you got to make sure that game works on everything so even if you think of like uh super mario world for or whatever the super mario was for game boy the first yeah. one yeah like that was a different game Right? It was. Yeah, yeah, they like made a game for a Game Boy. They didn't like take the uh, Super Mario Brothers. That it was you not know. an adaptation. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. But anyways, we lived through that time period, and it was like whatever system you had, you were getting a different version of that game. Yeah, like a totally different. Totally. Version. Same name, same title, same yeah. thing, but totally different game. Yeah, interesting. Anyway, Caverns of Mars. Caverns um, I think it's Mars. worth a look if you like these Atari remakes. Um, this is not the one for me, but I do think it's a it's a quality game, just not my jam. So, All right. uh, Carlos, over to you for Bleak Faith Forsaken. Ooh, uh, this baby. is another one that I don't have a lot of knowledge in the bank on, although I did read a couple stories about it this morning. I'll save those for now, but let's talk about Bleak Faith Forsaken. All I know is like some kind of Souls like, right? It is. It's an indie Souls like made by three people. So that's okay. the kind of the big uh, part of it. Um, I've been following it for a while. Uh, there was early access for a bit. I don't think I played that, or maybe I did. Uh, I follow anything that's indie uh, and RPG-based. And, yeah, there's a couple different storylines going on with this one. The first one is it's a third-person Souls-like game made by three people. The art style, I think, is pretty cool. It's it's cooler in short bursts when you're actually playing it, um, You know, which I'll go to a lot in this review. The jank is definitely apparent. So, you know, some of those beautiful screenshots don't look as beautiful at times in the game. But yeah. it is cool looking. And it, the, I think the sci-fi element, people don't know that that's probably part of it. But it's not just a fantasy Souls-like game. 
it's uh, it's kind of weird what you are as a character. Um, you're kind of just like this form. There's another game that did that where you're a form, then you had like you just put on armor. Uh, a few games we talked about had done yeah, that. Yeah, there, there could be a couple games. But like anyway, that. so you you know you are what you basically equip, right? So the thing underneath you, you're not customizing. It's like you're just this base of a, a person thing. I don't know. I mean, does it matter? Or is that just like the story? Is there any kind of gameplay effect in that? In that no, sense? no, 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 no. It's just like okay. you're a shell, and then you you know your weapons and your items that you find and upgrade. That's your main build essentially. And gotcha. then there, the sci-fi element is definitely real. Like you're in this really weird place. Um, kind of like a little microcosm, you know, super tall buildings in the distance, but then there's like flying serpents, um, there's monsters, there's robots. And so it's like a cool mishmash of styles. Interesting, interesting. I really do like the art look. I like the style. I like some of the weapons, how they look. And I like a lot about what they're going for. There's definitely butts coming. Um, You know, I enjoy... I don't like that term, but Eurojank, we, like we talk about, Elex, uh, any RPGs that have that kind of rough edges, if it's interesting enough and weird enough, I'm still in, right? Gotcha. Um, the, the first storyline I want to mention real quick is um, a YouTuber that I support as click for gameplay He does all RPG reviews. And at the end of every video, my name pops up because there's like a few patrons, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not, I don't even support many... Uh, channels uh, if he's listening I don't support many but I support <laughs> someone um, no I'm going to make him feel good like I don't do this often I just it sounds like you're protesting no no I am I'm a nice I'm a I'm a nice guy I'm a clean guy I no I'm not no 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 I'm it's just, an asterisk it, no, no. the asterisk is that I don't get around like that that's not what I was going for it's what it sounds like though like okay. you're protesting your virtue <laughs> let me explain I don't really support you know I don't have much money so I don't really support many creators in general because I just can't afford to do that but he basically goes through like every RPG ever and does deep dives. And it takes, I know I'm an editor. It takes a long time to make these videos. So anyways, I support him and it was kind of fun to see my name pop up, but he reviewed it. And then Asmongold, which we've talked about on the show before, he's pretty huge in the YouTube play space. Uh, I can love or hate his uh, takes on things, mm-hmm. but he played click for game plays video. Uh, like what he'll do is he'll watch a video on his stream, you know, and then, like, just talk about it. Like, so he's a YouTube video. He's a YouTuber who watches other people's YouTube and comments about it. Yeah, but that's like a lot of YouTube. That's like meta YouTube. Yeah, I don't think you're on YouTube enough. To, but that's like what they do. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely not on YouTube enough yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. That's no. definitely a meta thing that has kind of uh, creeped up out of out of streaming too. Because that's fucking weird. It's like you're making video, but not even really making a video. You're like you're Jones on somebody else's video. Well, Hassan does it too. A lot, a lot of Twitch streamers do it. Tr- Twitch streamers do it because basically, like on their stream they'll watch something which like if they watch an hour video that's a lot of content for them and they'll, they'll just stop it a lot they'll pause it a lot and they'll talk about it that's a kind of a thing they do anywho weird anyway i bring it up because it was fun to see his video and asmongold's video uh anyways and what he said is what i i agree with which is essentially it's jank it's kind of buggy it's broken at times it's broken a couple of times i'll tell you about that's very badly but i like what they're going for and to echo what you always say, uh, it's a good first step for these three, you know, people uh, mm-hmm. working on a game. It's ambitious as fuck because it's like this massive, like, at times, yes, I did feel like Elden Ring because it's this open world, in quotes, where you can go multiple different directions. You don't have to go right to the boss or whatever. And I felt like I could just fuck around for a very long time. 
and find new shit and, you know, upgrade my armor and stuff like that before I even had to fight a boss. So in those ways, it feels good and it feels like the Eurojank that I like and it feels like the Elden Ring pieces that I like. But in the parts that are wrong is that, for one, I played it on controller and this game I was actually made for mouse and keyboard. Oh, gross. So when you go in, you've got to like futz with the sensitivity bullshit. Oh, man. Yeah. No, thank you. I know. This is definitely an out for most people. Um, I It took a while for me to find my sweet spot, which is not good, right? means it's not done, essentially, because it should be more joystick or controller Oh, and you're ready. playing on PC, right? Because we talked about I'm playing this on PC. because yeah. the console version is like months away, right? Yeah, and it's got to be because this this game is having problems in they the need, PC They need version. some work. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So then they just recently did, I know I'm kind of all over the place, but hopefully you're following along at home. Uh, they just recently did an update. And so I was playing, enjoying the game, third-person, Souls-like game, Cypher Elements. Uh, and I'll tell you one more thing about the game in a minute. But they did an update just like last night. I did the update, went back to my game. All the sensitive sensitivity and all the stuff I had changed was wrong. Like they had fucked with it. They had recalibrated. They the recalibrated thing. everything. Oh, and so I literally my 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 camera was just spinning. Yeah. <laughs> I turned the game on and my camera was spinning. Oh, Jesus. Like I couldn't even control my guy. And then he just fell off a cliff and he died. So nice. I nice. had to pause it. I recalibrated it. It still doesn't feel right after the update. So I'm frustrated, right? Like this kind of review is going to end almost negatively. But what I played before that update, actually, um, I enjoyed because it was, again, equal parts souls, equal parts jank. Um, I didn't have to go and fight the boss. I could just fuck around. I found this weird place I didn't even think I could get to. You know, I love that shit in Eldering. You know what I mean? Like there was sure. a ladder and I was like, oh, I guess I can go down. I thought I was supposed to be going up this whole time. And I went down there. I found another secondary boss. I was starting to have like a lot of fun. And then mm. the jank and the you know, hitboxes, things just felt wrong and not finished. So right. I'm with Click for Gameplay and the fact that he found a lot of enjoyment out of it. I did too. I think it needs to get, like you say, cooked more, yeah. uh, put it back in the oven. I'm not going to leave it alone. Like, I, I own the game now, right? And I'll we'll go back to it. I want some more updates. I would love to see the, the console port. But I just think that people are, like, shitting on it. They, I don't think they should because I think there's a lot of really good shit here. Um, <laughs> shitting on it. It's got good shit. But I think that there's enough uh, brokenness that they they have reason to be upset, I think, with that part of gotcha, it. Gotcha, gotcha. This is not doing it for me um, for I mean, m for most of what you said. I mean, I'm no I'm no enemy of jank. I mean, I, I have gotten down with plenty of janky games. No problem. But like when you get to the soul stuff, it's like I feel like everybody just needs to just get off it for a while. It's just it's so overdone. There's so many people doing it and so few people can really do it well. I mean, FromSoft is still there. They just delivered Elden Ring, which is probably the best Souls game that's ever been. Um you know, and then very few people have their own spin on it. Like we just talked about Wolong. They did their giant fuck up. But beyond that, it's a good it's a good system, which is pretty on par with Neo and Neo 2, which I think is probably my favorite Souls like that is not a Souls game. But beyond that, it's like really diminishing returns. I just play I play a lot of these and they're just like, yeah, bro, I can tell you like Souls and you want to do it. But like you don't know how to do it. And the thing that you're doing is not great. So why are you even bothering? Because it's like people who want to make a like a hunting game like Monster Hunter has that on lock and everybody wants a piece of that. And like, nobody can really bring anything different or better than it. So I feel like it's kind of pointless if you don't have your own spin. 
I mean, don't. I'm looking at the screenshots of this. It looks it looks like Souls. I know you're saying there's sci-fi and weirdness and stuff, but like I'm looking at the screenshots. It looks just like a Souls like carbon copy. Like I Okay, can't... okay. Well, let me put a double asterisk. There. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. This is the asterisk episode. I mean, that's a great Okay, it is. I already got that down as the yeah. title. I already got it. Um so the triple asterisk is triple um, triple asterisk, right? Because I feel like that's where we're at in this review. But I, I, I definitely want to double down and say two things. One, okay. I'd never want to, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, dis, not determinate. Discourage? Um, discourage, thank you. I never want to discourage developers from trying uh, something that's already happened because I 100% want that to happen. Like you said, as long as you have your own take on it. You're not you just trying have your to be. Own take. Yes. Yeah, the same thing. Like Thymesia, remember? We played that, I think. Yeah, yeah. I remember that was yeah. like literally taking the same text as like, Dark Souls, right? Like, yeah. it's crazy. So you have your own thing. And again, the asterisk is that there is some really good shit here that they are doing different. It, I know the screenshots look like that. But when you play it, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like this other world. You can get on the back of monsters in this game, which is like Dragon's Dogma. I got you, uh, got so you. that's different. That's totally fucking different. And, you know, you're not doing it in Souls games. The action, and this is the best part of the the whole game for me, you can cancel out of any move. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's fucking great, especially for someone like me who likes to dodge roll. So, right. and there's no iframes, which could be a negative or a positive. Uh, generally negative, right? Because there's no like moment where you can't get hurt. Right. But because you can cancel out of every anything. I was attacking. I, basically, I was being more successful in this kind of Souls-like game than any other Souls-like game because I felt like I had the fucking control. I wasn't stuck right. in a dumbass animation, Souls. Uh, I'm looking at you from soft, where I, I'm literally not by fault of my own. The only fault is that I picked the wrong you know button to hit at the wrong time, right. and now I'm stuck in this animation. I'm just going to fucking die. This one, I'm like, any death truly is, well, either jank or... <laughs> Or is me, right? Because I will attack. I, there was two swordsmen, and in any other Souls-like game, I've been like, I'm fucked. Because two people? Are you kidding me? Early on in the game? I mean, that was early on, right? I had like right. a sword. I beat those two swordsmen, dude. And I felt real good about myself afterwards because I beat them by swinging, canceling out when they were swinging at me, dodge rolling away, parrying. I never do that because as soon as I parried and didn't want to do it anymore, I dodge rolled again. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm, combo mm-hmm. made me so feel like empowered that I just wiped the floor with those two fucking idiots. Like I would never do that in a Souls game. So that's why I need a triple asterisk. This there is some real good shit there that Souls like games are not doing. And if I had that ability, by the way, that they're doing with the canceling any move and dodge rolling in Elden Ring, oh man, bro. <laughs> I thought you were going to say in real life. <laughs> oh, nice. Also in real life. Well, you do have it in real life. I just, my bones and my muscles yes. won't let me do it. I went to go pay for my Starbucks, but then it canceled out and I dodge rolled away. <laughs> oh, that's a pretty funny sketch idea. That might be, no, you can have that for free. That's go pretty ahead. niche, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had to find people who like Starbucks and also like know about iframes. There's got to be some crossover. There must be. There must Anywho, be. I, I just want to, you know what I mean? I want to say those two things because I think that's really important. Uh, oh, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I haven't played the game. I'm just going off of my impressions of what I see here and the, and based on what you're telling me. So it just, you know, I, I'm personally, and this is also like a me thing, like full disclosure, this is just me. Like I'm tired of people 
D- number one, doing souls. I feel like it's way overdone right now. I feel like I'm ready. And I for, agree with I agree yeah. with you there. Okay. Yeah, I want people to do something else, but I'm double double tired, which is quadruple tired, uh, of people trying to do souls and they don't do it well because it the best is already out there, and if you can't do something different, then you have to be better. And if you're not better or different, then I don't know what the point is. But it sounds like, from what you're saying, they do have some ideas that they're they're trying to get across, and that's cool. I, I appreciate them bringing something new to it. Um, so I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I will say, so side note, total side note. Um, the thing that I heard about these guys this morning, I think they're getting into a little controversy right now. Uh, I don't know if it's their fault or not, but people are, are saying that they have taken, uh, animations from like directly lifted animations out of FromSoft and put them into the game. So they have responded by saying, no, no, no. We bought these on, uh, whatever the, whatever, whatever development engine they're using website. Like it was a stock animation. Yeah. That they paid for, but then other people are like, well, maybe somebody ripped it from, from 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 and then uploaded it to the store and you bought it. But obviously this is like part and parcel straight out of From's uh, animation book. So I don't know what's going on, but that was like the controversy that I saw this morning. That was really the only thing I knew about this game. So I don't know who is responsible for what or how is it going to shake down. But, it, you know, definitely looks a little sketch on that side. I'll put a, a fourth asterisk on that and say, right. um, A, everything's a copy. Uh, I, I just I'm, I'm sorry. But like when you create content. We're all copying each other. Like that's what content is. Sure, that's sure. what creating is. Secondly, if they did like take an asset that uh, someone had taken from from, um, it looks different. So you could just calm down on that because that shit's janked and it doesn't look like from soft. I don't know what you're talking about. I played the game. Um, right, right, it's right. it's kind of broken, right? So like, I, I that that that's like the farthest problem that these developers have right now. Or it should be. So I'm telling the internet to fucking calm down because <laughs> they just did an update and I just tried it and my sword's like swinging around. Like it's fucking swinging around like it shouldn't. Um, those aren't from soft stuff. Okay. <laughs> Whatever they're doing with it now, this is kind of like, this is like clearing them at the same time damning sure. them. Okay. Because <laughs> whatever they're doing now is crazy. So no one's going to think this is a FromSoft animation. Also, swords don't move like that. Right. And also, <laughs> I'm kind of in molasses at times. Like, they, they're they fucking with shit, man. They're like, they're just trying everything, throwing things against the wall when it comes to animation. So, yeah, maybe they got some stuff that someone else uploaded. I don't know. That's the least of my concerns. Sure. Um, sure. Just a little tidbit I heard this morning. It's fine. We got to throw yeah. it out there. Um, yeah. I will say again, canceling out of a dodge roll or canceling into a dodge roll fucking beautiful so hopefully i'm gonna let it cook for a while i'm not gonna touch it i'm gonna let them keep doing some updates i know that my camera will go fucking whack next time we turn it on probably but uh we'll see i'm gonna come back to it all right i'm gonna cancel out of this review and i'm gonna dodge roll okay. away to the next game that we're yes. gonna be covering here on the show which i appreciate romansylvania just all came right. to consoles came to xbox playstation i believe it is on pc for sure and i believe it's also on the Switch, full disclosure, uh, this was a Kickstarter program, and I kickstarted this a year or two years ago. I was one of the backers. Uh, I didn't put a ton of money into it, but I put enough in to get a free copy, and that's where I got my copy of this game. So just full disclosure, All right. I don't think it's going to matter based on what I'm about to say. Oh, shit. <laughs> foreshadowing. But, fo- but fo- foreshadowing, but just so you know. So what got me to kickstart this game uh, was number one, as you can tell from the title, it is somewhat of a, a Metroidvania. You play as Dracula, the Dracula, who has been depressed for, I don't know, like a millennia or whatever, because his true love broke up with him. 
and he's been moping around his castle for a while. And Death, the embodiment of Death, is like, all right, quit quit being a, a mopey pants. You've been sulking for a thousand years. Let's get you out of your castle. Let's get you living life again or living unlife, as the case may be. And what happens is he kind of tricks you into going on a dating TV show that is built for you. So they redo the castle and they invite some contestants in. And then you you do Castlevania stuff. It's a 2D action-based game where you're platforming, you're climbing ladders, you're jumping across platforms. There's enemies. But then there's also times when you meet characters in the castle and they're like, hey, what's up? We're on a TV show. And they act like they know it. Like everybody knows they're on a dating show. So they're like, oh yeah, we're on a dating show and we're supposed to talk and do romantic stuff. And they play it for laughs. Uh, in the first round of contestants, I think ultimately there's like 12 contestants, but you only meet a small batch at a time. The first three are like um, an incubus demon guy who's a very bro, kind of like club going guy, a male character. There is a genie in a bottle who is a female character. And then there is a Medusa who is just a head, but a female character. And apparently you can find her body later and then reunite her head with her body so you can date properly, I guess. <laughs> properly, so your, yeah. Properly, yeah. You know what that means. Um, so so number one, not a triple X game, not an NSFW game, which I was very disappointed by. I thought it would be. Uh, and I was ready to play it on PC. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, wait, it's actually not that game at all. It's very, you know, teen, teen or PG, which was a bummer. Mm. I think this uh, that would have saved this game a little bit if there was a little bit more skin. Uh, so basically I like the writing and the writing is kind of funny, you know, comedy's hit or miss. I've heard a lot of people say they didn't think it was funny. I thought it was okay. I was laughing. There was a couple laughs. It's not like side splitting, but I appreciate what they're doing. And I think there was more hits than misses. So that's good. I like the writing. I think the character art is cute. Uh, the portrait art is pretty cute. Uh, you get to also nice bonus. There was a stretch goal where you could play as female Dracula if you wanted to. They did not hit the stretch goal, but they threw it in anyway, which was cool. I appreciate when they do that. So you do get the choice uh, to be female Dracula or male Dracula. Either way, it doesn't affect you. Can Anybody can date anybody. There's no, you're not locked out of the female characters if you pick a female character and vice versa, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Uh, which is great. I love having more options. Um, but I got to say the problem for me with this game is the Castlevania part. I think it, controls like ass it's really rough and it's not fun to play um <laughs> tell us so how you really feel I'm, I'm i'm gonna stop sugarcoating it for you so number one tutorial's garbage uh it's a really shit tutorial they need a better tutorial number two there's no map and i'm sorry but like if you're doing a castlevania metroidvania metroid whatever you must have a motherfucking map i mean look at the like like castlevania itself uh symphony of the night that the game that made it huge it was known for the map. Like, map completion was actually part of the game. Like, yeah, that's right. you got to have a fucking map. And I, okay, granted, your castle's not huge. It's not anywhere near as big as Symphony of the Night. I get it. But at the same time, all the hallways kind of look the same. And to be perfectly frank, I just, I didn't have a good sense of where I was in the castle. Like, you'll, you'll walk through some hallways, jump up a couple platforms. I'm like, okay, well, this kind of looks like the other place. I don't know. I'm not sure where I'm at. And then somebody pops up like, oh, go meet me in the foyer. And I'm like, I have no fucking idea where that yeah. is. And to the it, left I, somewhere? I played yeah. that Steam game. I can't remember what it's called now, but it was like that 2D, like Odin Sphere style game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it, it had a small map, but it had a map. Like, it wasn't like a yeah. huge, like, landmass, like you're saying, but it still, like, helped me just go, oh, I go two left and up one. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? You just, you just need the map. I mean, honestly, 
this game has other problems. This game has other problems. But the lack of the map, I think, is what really killed it for me because I, I just ended up walking around in circles. Again, not a huge map. Maybe other people won't have this problem. But for me, I really needed a map. And I got sick of like, oh, yeah, go down to the basement and fight this boss. Okay, I don't know where that is from here. Yeah. And I keep going over the same hallways. And eventually I find it. But like by that time, I'm pissed because I've wasted like 15 minutes of going in circles and stuff. Like It's really stupid that they didn't have a map. That was a huge omission. They should have absolutely not moved forward without a map. Uh, other than that, the co the combat is not great. Combat is not great. Um, you There's no dodge roll. There's no block. There's no way to get out of getting hit from an enemy. I mean, maybe there's, maybe there's abilities that unlock later, but I didn't play that long. But you still need that stuff from the beginning, dude. Like, if you're going to fight enemies, if people are going to fight, you need to have some way to not take damage with every encounter. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, um, you get a spear, and the spear makes you rush forward and stab. But you also take damage because you're crashing into the enemy. And it's like, dude, stupidest fucking thing. Why Why would I even use this? Because I'm taking damage every single time. So not using, going to use the spear. Not going to, you know, like it just was really frustrating. Like the real basics of combat were not dialed in. And if you're going to have me doing combat in a Vania game, you got to have at least an option for me to not take damage every single time. They compensate by dropping tons of health, right? So you obviously know they knew it was a problem. But the problem is not to dump tons of health. The problem is to give me a block or a dodge or something that lets me not take damage. Um, same thing with like the bosses and stuff. I killed a couple bosses and like every boss, I'm just like getting knocked around because I have no real way to like avoid taking damage. It's, it was not just not great. It is not great combat. Um, and I kind of wish they had dropped the Vania stuff and just gone for the romance because I thought that part was fun. Like the, the talking to people, uh, you know, quasi sexy times, even though there's no triple X content. Um, just the talking back and forth. I mean, that to me was fun enough. And even the the premise of being Dracula dating after a thousand years is pretty funny. Medusa is like super sassy and she's just ahead. And so she's making all these innuendos and stuff because she's just ahead. If you get my drift. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like all that kind of stuff is fun. And I think it's really light and, and cute. Um, but the combat and lack of map just really brought it down. It just feels really rough. Also stuff like you would pause and then you wouldn't unpause. Like the game would not recognize your unpause. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I can't get out of the pause screen. And then a couple minutes later, it magically unpauses. And like sometimes you'd go into a door and as the screen moves, you're taking damage because there's an enemy right by the door. So you, like another instance of unavoidable damage where you couldn't not get hit, which is like feels bad. So I these guys did not have the combat dialed down at all. And I'm playing on the easiest level, too, because I knew it was going to be annoying, um, which is just a shame. I, I think it's a shame because I feel like the art's good premise is good the dating discussion parts are okay like i would like to play more of that and see the rest of the contestants and see who else is in there but just playing the game in the vania part is just ass and i just i could not put up with it dude i could have told you that kind of just by looking at the screenshots because <laughs> it's almost like when you had the uh back in the day you flip the box around and look at the screenshots yeah 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 like i looked at this game and i was like oh the dating part seems funny and interesting uh like i saw the medusa person and stuff and then I saw the screenshots of the side-scrolling thing, and I was yeah. like, oof, those graphics, and it just looks like that's probably going to be cookie-cutter basic stuff. Yeah, it's Sounds crap. like that. It's crap. I, you know, like I said, I kickstarted it, you know, a year or two years ago, gave them the benefit of the doubt, really wanted them to push forward and, and do something funny and cool. And I think they got halfway there, but they really needed to either polish up the combat or my preference would be just ease way back on the combat, just make it more of a formality. And fucking map, dude. If you're going to yeah. get a map in there, damn it. So anyway, uh, I, I bounced pretty quickly, which is a shame. Um, I mean, maybe if they patch it in six months or something, maybe. But 
We'll see. I'm probably not coming back to it. All right. There goes my Kickstarter money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what it is. Right. It's, just, it's a chance, you know? Those, it is. You're taking a chance and someone else. Rolling fine. the dice. Yeah. You're rolling them dice. Uh, all right. Last game of the official show here. Seven Days Long Gone. You said we talked about it before, but I have literally no recollection of ever talking about this before. I'm pretty sure I brought this to the show because it came out a while ago. I'll look up the actual date. Although I'm going to look up some, some some screenshots here, but go ahead and keep talking. Yeah. What is this game? It's um, well, It came out in 2017 on Steam, but I think it came on console later. Now, this is the enhanced edition, which means that maybe the original came out before that, which just sounds right. Um, 2017? Yeah, about 2017. So this is... Very interesting. I'm like, I, I saved it for last because there's something really cool here. Uh, I might have. I know I started it because I remember when I went back and played it just now over the weekend that I remembered, you know, the beginning of it. So this game is interesting. It's not. It's not third person. It's the kind of Baldur's Gate look. Yeah, like top down kind of isometric. Top down sort of Divinity thing. Original Sin kind of yeah, feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, game Deck, which actually just got re-released on PlayStation and oh, I did think it? Xbox. Yeah. Ooh, I gotta check that out. Didn't we like that game? I think we did. Uh, I didn't play it because it wasn't on a oh. platform that I could play, but I really wanted it to come to console it's on right at now. that time. Enhanced oh, edition. Gotta, okay. Yeah, there you I go. I gotta look that up. I gotta look that up. Present number that. two. There um, we go. It is like that style, or although Game Deck was more, remember, investigative kind of yes, game. Yes, yes, yes. This is an action, you know, RPG in a way, right? It's like Baldur's Gate. It's actually less than like Baldur's Gate, and it's more like, uh, it's not actually, yeah, it's more action-oriented than all those things, right? When you're fighting and running around, you're doing it in real time, so there's no turn-based action with this, right? It's just real time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you play as... Um, Kind of a thief guy. I should probably look look up the actual terminology, I guess, of the character. Uh, I'll put that into internet and look it up now in real time. It says, oh, geez, this is too slow. (laughs) Well, yeah, it did say open world isometric stealth game, but stealth and action RPG because you're doing a lot of action. Um, And I just want to find the name of the character. Oh, geez. Is it Mato? No, it's not. It's, yeah, it's Doe. Is it Anomalies? It's Mato Anomalies Oni is your name. But anyways, you are a thief, Teriel. Uh, you are a thief, yes. And um, it's kind of a cyber future, different kind of, uh, definitely kind of cyberpunk feel to it, but also nature and monsters. So it's kind of a mixture of those two things, which I like. I like that combo already. All right, all right. Um, the story's a little convoluted how it starts, but in general... I'll just do a, an overview of what you do in the game because in the beginning there are demons which are spirits and one of the demons has you go do missions for it it kind of jumps into your head it's a long story and that could not even be in the story like you could just get rid of that part of the story I kind of almost wish you did but it is like what makes you go uh, forward in the progress of the story is that this demon kind of goes in your head and tells mm. you this thief, which is just normally doing thief stuff, to go and help him steal some other stuff that's like, you know, bigger campaign vision of like saving the world, blah, blah, blah. So there's other reasons why you're doing stuff. But the gameplay itself is you're in this, um, you start in this one area in this one map and there's a town and there's like, you know, straight up RPG stuff, crafting, uh, a place you can buy armor, a place you can buy weapons. And then there's like tons of NPCs. You can talk to everybody. And it got brought up to me 
uh, re brought up to me because of the open worldness of it, which is uh, what I've been looking for. I've been trying to find this open world that I can just lose myself in. This is kind of that. Uh, there's a lot of really positive things here. You run around, you do some thieving, you can sneak, you can listen to people, you can do side missions, you can do all the regular action RPG stuff you would do, like upgrading or whatever. But you're also, um, man, this game's a lot hard to explain. You're also like uh, locked out of certain <clears throat> zones because you don't have a visa, right? And so that, <laughs> like, there's a visa to zones because it's papers, like, papers, please, may I see your yes, papers? Papers, please, moment. Which you can buy visas and you can like uh, steal them. And basically, there's all these different zones in a map that you're on. You're doing stealth missions. You're doing action missions. You can upgrade your stuff, but you're also parkouring. So the freedom and the uh, of movement is so beautiful. Where even though it's isometric, you, when you run around, if you can see somewhere, you probably get to it. You know, you can jump up on a roof. You can jump off that roof to another place. There was a zone. Why I brought up the zones is there's all these like security and like military people, and you're not supposed to go in these certain zones. There was a zone I couldn't get to by just going in the door, right? They wouldn't let me in. So I jumped up on a roof somewhere, found my own way in, jumped, fell, hurt myself, like almost died, had like, you know, 10% health left. But because I wanted to jump in that way, I got in. You know, it wasn't like game over bullshit, you know, like, like in a lot of these games. It was like, no, because I took the chance and I hurt myself. I got into the zone, you know, early probably. Um, and then I healed myself and I finished that mission by doing it. like my dating way. in a way, you know, like I wanted to do this and I took a chance and I hurt myself, but then I got over and I healed myself and I got where I was going. Yes, it's kind of like, like dating. dating. Yes, like dating. it is. Also, early on, I did a side mission that was way too hard for me and they let me do it. And I love that. Like I, there's parts of this game that I love a lot because it's what I've been looking for. Um, I mentioned a book always on this episodes, all these podcasts, I always talk about this book. I always forget the name of the book, but the book talks about these developers who make a game like this game, which is isometric. You can do whatever you want, have at it. And there's missions, but you can figure them out the way you want to do them, right? Yeah. Um, a good example is like, you know, you, you have to steal something. You can obviously go in guns blazing. You can be sneaky. You can wait till they go to bed. You could like do something totally different that also gets it. So it's just like I love the freedom to traverse as well as the freedom to do the missions you want to do them how you want to do them. Gotcha. So there's so much here that I forgot that I loved. Um, and there's only one but. But do you have any okay. thoughts before I get to the but? Uh, my on only this. thought is like how come I didn't play this earlier because it sounds cool and it sounds like something that I would like and I – I don't remember ever talking about it on the show. I believe that we probably did. I just forgot. But I'm like, what stopped me from playing it back then? Are you on PlayStation or what are you playing this on? PC? Um, this one I'm playing on PlayStation. I think I originally played it on PC. So maybe that was what maybe that was my barrier because I wouldn't have played it on PC. Yeah. Uh, so maybe has it just recently come to a console? No, no. Mine was in my library. I just brought it up because of someone another YouTuber mentioned it. Hmm. Um, I, I go to those looking for all the open world games and saw YouTube yeah. videos with it. So. I mean, no thoughts. It just sounds like I sh it feels like I should have played this before, and I don't know why I didn't. But uh, but tell us what your big butt is. The big butt, and um, and I will not lie, is. <laughs> is uh, I just like a lot of the games I've been playing this week, I got lost again. So I did go to the guides because I was like, no, this is great enough that I want to keep playing. Okay. And 
I still can't beat it, and that sucks. It almost feels like those old PC games uh, that I would play, where like they would just, things would just be broken, and you'd be like, "Oh, I just can't, I can't beat this for some reason." You know, yeah. it says I should, but I can't. So there's this main quest, and it shows these circles on the map, and it says, mm-hmm. "Talk to merchants in these circles." I've talked to every fucking merchant, and those circles aren't going away. The flag is not triggering. It's not triggering, and I'm like, "Am I fucked? Am I like restart the game fucked?" Um, and so I watched a walkthrough on YouTube. I looked at the game pressure guides. It's it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. And uh, have you have you looked up this particular bug? Is there maybe a workaround or something? I haven't looked up. I didn't do the type in the word bug, so I will do that next. But um, yeah, hopefully there's a workaround because everything about it is fun as shit. I feel really empowered. I feel like I just want more games like this. I would love a third person, like a true third person, just causey kind of you know behind the game. shoulder kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. That has the same vibe, but because the isometric's beautiful and done well, but I wouldn't I wouldn't mind this kind of game in that way as well. Because even in like a just cause, that's probably the best one example of like you can use physics to do things like how you want to do them. But there really is only two ways, right? It's being very quiet or like blowing everything up. Sure. And in this, it's like, oh, I could also do this and talk to this person and I could steal a visa or I could buy a visa. Or I could like, do the side mission that gets me a visa that I can go to the next zone. You know, like there's so many different ways to do things. And the parkour feels really good. Um, I, I mean, it's fucking great. Like, I think it's fucking great. Oh, man. I mean, fucking great. But it's also terminally bugged. You may be at a like a no-win situation here. Let's, let's put a pin in it because I'm going to yeah. definitely try uh, with all my might today to do that. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, let me know how it goes because, like, hearing you talk about—I don't remember ever talking about this, but uh, I'm sure we did. But it's—it's it's really got me going. Like, you've actually brought a couple games to the show today that I'm like, oh, I think I want to play that. That sounds pretty cool. But I definitely don't want to start if it's going to be like a, a dead end situation like that. So I know. Let me let me go back to it for you. But then also, I brought you Game Deck, a definitive edition, which just came oh, out. Oh yeah, dude, I gotta go play that. I was I was waiting and waiting for that to come to console. I'm very excited for that one. Yeah, I just saw that show up on my PlayStation. I think it might be an Xbox as well. So All right, right on. Um, okay, so that is officially the end of the show. But yes. we just had a surprise last minute email come in. That I'm going to share really quickly. Uh, this email comes to us from Christoph Minemeyer, who is known as I want to say it's Doctor Funfrock. Doctor Funfrock on Twitter. Yes. Um, so he is the developer behind Dungeons of Dreadrock. Remember we talked about this in the show? Yes. Oh, I loved Dungeons of Dreadrock. I genuinely loved it. It was a top-down. It looked a little bit like old-school Zelda presentation, but each level was a single-screen puzzle, and it was a 100-level dungeon, and each puzzle was really fresh and interesting. There were so many unique um, approaches. Um, some of it was like you know simple stuff like kill all the enemies, but there was also like look for the difference in the room, or maybe sometimes... There was an item in the room that you just came from and you had to connect two rooms together to figure out the puzzle or there was all sorts of just like timing. Sometimes it was timing. Sometimes it was like do something you didn't expect or whatever. Like uh, he came up with so many really brilliant um, micro puzzles and they were all tiny. Like they were never longer than a minute or two minutes, which was great. You just burn through them. And I thought the story was cute and I thought uh, everything about it was just great. Great graphics. All of it was wonderful. Loved Dungeons of Dreadrock. It's on basically every platform right now. And it's criminally overlooked. I feel like more people would give it a look. Unfortunately, the big problem with Dungeons and Red Rock, number one, name's a little bit generic. But number two, even worse than that, when you look at screenshots, it absolutely does not convince or it does not convey 
what is good about this game. Like there's it's it's impossible to encapsulate that in a screenshot and it's brilliant. But you don't know that because when you look at it, you're like, oh, another Zelda, whatever. But it's absolutely not that at mm. all. So I, it's it's a difficult hurdle for them to get over. Anyway, love that. And he just sent us a press email saying, hey, um, just really quickly, news embargo, over 1 million players so far, which is great. It's in the top 10 iOS games, top 10, top 100 Switch games, won Google IGF Europe, was added to Google Play Pass, has 18 localizations. Uh, there is a demo and going live in March. And the sequel, The Dead King's Secret, is currently in development, coming in December, will feature another 100 levels, which is great. I'm excited about that because they went by really quickly new protagonist and some great uh, choral music. So very excited for this. Congratulations to uh, Christoph for being able to work on the sequel. I'm very excited for this. Nice. And if you have not played Dungeons of Dreadrock yet, it's awesome. Like definitely total thumbs up for me. Like you got to go check it out. Like it, I know what good games are and this is a good game. Check it out. Check it out. All right, there we go. Before we leave the game segment, I want to say that yeah. I've been searching for a new open world RPG um, or just open world action adventure game, I guess, whatever. Haven't mm-hmm. found it, but I did go back to Risen because they did a remastered version. I oh, love Risen, yeah. We love Risen. But uh, I had forgotten, you know, what is it called? Uh, Rose Tinted Glasses? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. I already know, I already know what you're going to say. Well, the biggest know. thing, and this it's the why I had to nope out of it. I played it for a long time, like one yeah. weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but... What? I don't think you do know what I'm going to say. It's really just the dodge for me. Oh, really? Just yeah, the dodge? Because there's no real dodge roll. There's no true dodge. It, it it jumps back. It almost feels like a Souls-like jump back. You know that style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and a little hop or something. A hop. It's a hop. And it's a and it's a planted hop. So like, it's like it it's always the same. You know what I mean? Distance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can hop to the left or hop back. Hop to the right or hop back. And it's just like, it doesn't feel good. And if I'm going to play that game for 40 hours, I'm not going to play that game for 40 hours. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that's funny. That's funny. That was my biggest thing. That is not what I thought you were going to say because I played Risen when it first came to console. And that game, janky as fuck. It is the definition of Eurojank. I think it was one of the first games that made me even think of that word Eurojank. Not to say that I coined it, but it's what brought it to mind. And like that that is the essence of Eurojank in its purest form. But I thought it was great. It it reaches, um, it punches way above its weight. It's 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 reaching for things that it cannot grasp. Yeah. It's trying things that there's no way it has a hope in hell of achieving, but it goes for them anyway. And I had a great, a, like legit great time with that game. It was really pushing genre in a number of ways. It was it was trying new things, really fresh. Didn't always work. Wasn't always fun to play, but sometimes it was just really really fascinating. And I think Risen is a, a wonderful something to study, like as an artifact. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I don't know that I could play it today. I think that maybe I have my tolerance for Eurojank has maybe decreased a little bit. Um, but boy, I had a great time with it back then. And I have nothing but respect for it. And when I see what's come after it, like Elex and Elex 2 and all the other games that have been kind of in that same basket, a lot of them really owe a lot to Risen as well. So I think it's a really um, seminal title, really important title that I really had a great time with. But I... I don't know that I'd be able to play it today, and, yeah. I, and it had nothing to do with the dodge roll. So. Well, also, um, you're right in all that. And remember, it's the developer of Elix. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it like, Yeah, it's their first game. Piranobytes. It's one yeah, of their first yeah, yeah. games. And they made a trilogy, which I guess the second two games are really bad or not as good. But but yeah, I, w- I was with you. Like the, You're stranded on the island, that kind of thing. But at the same yeah. time, they immediately – this is just kind of fun aside. They immediately – if you like go to a section – more RPGs need to do this. And again, Elix does it. Greedfall does it. Um, Piranha Bytes does it. 
but um and spiders but as um is if you go to a certain section in that in that game of the risen the very beginning uh you just start getting attacked by people because they don't like like you mm-hmm. and that's just like a flag that's already set because you're not supposed to be outside of their village or whatever right right right. but if they capture you because well they will capture you because you can't beat them because you're not powerful enough so if you get even near them your whole game changes and now you're a wizard you're like you're deemed a wizard because they put you in their monastery and they say, yes. you're either going to die or you're going to be trained yes. by a wizard. And yes, I was like, I holy this. fuck, this is the game. Like, by, by the way, I resaved or reloaded because right, right, right. I didn't want to be a fucking wizard. So, um, but then you go to the other place and they teach you to be a fighter or whatever, you know. But then that yeah. place has problems. Like, no place, I love the ambiguity, right? Like, no place was the right place. Like, if you like being a wizard, if you like being a, a melee, that's one thing. But both places had problems. Um, and I just like that, that they lock you in, and also that, that each thing was kind of weird. Yeah, um, yeah. So. I mean, this game this game approaches consequence in a way at that time that, like, no games did, which is yeah. one of the things I liked about it, yeah. where, where you would do something, and, like, people would not only respond but like it would change the world state or like you would feel like you had committed some giant crime or something that happened and you couldn't you couldn't easily undo it right unless you just like reloaded your save or something but seeing the ramifications of what you did even unintentionally play out was mind-blowing back then like yeah. seeing how people responded to you like when like when people i remember this like now we're gonna talk people, about it for a while actually i know i know right you go to a village and they're like yeah yeah you can be here don't steal no shit don't go into people's houses. Don't fuck around. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. RPG guy. They all say that. Yeah. And then the second somebody catches you in their fucking house, the whole village goes ape shit. I'm like, oh no. Yeah. They were serious. They didn't want me to steal anything. Like they, they meant it. And it was so weird that that was a real thing. Like that was a real life consequence that you had to apply to this game. And it totally changed everything. I'm like, oh man, they're not playing around. Like you gotta, you gotta think about what you're doing in this game. That's so strange. Yeah, um, it's just so bizarre to have a game react to you like that. But it was so cool. I, I remember going into this guy. It's just like a little farmhouse, and he's like uh, giving me some advice. I didn't like believe in like his uh, cause, and so I was like, I'm out of here. But then before I left, I did the traditional RPG thing. I'm like, I'm just gonna walk around your house for a minute if you don't mind, yeah. right? And yeah. again, most RPGs don't give a fuck. So as soon as I walked in, he like turned around and followed me in. And he's like. Hey, what's up? Yeah. What are you doing in my fucking house? Yeah. By the way, Ultima <laughs> did that too, which is why you can do that. Doesn't ma- matter about the graphics of the development team. Just as yeah. a small little flag. But yeah, he walks in and he follows me. He doesn't attack me. He's just like following me around like someone would fucking do, right? If someone came in my fucking house, I wouldn't let them walk around and supervise in my fucking house. Are you kidding me? Right. So he's following me and I go into his bedroom and I see a huge chest and I was like, so I just want to open this though. So I did. He attacked me immediately killed me but here's the other thing it did he killed me right and he he didn't kill me he knocked me the fuck out and then i got back up it wasn't like load game which is such bullshit right, 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 right. it was realistic and it was like oh man it was so awesome i actually maybe i will go back to risen fuck um <laughs> i talked you into i it. know <laughs> he gets back up i i mean i get back up and he goes yeah i don't fucking do that again bro and I go, okay. <laughs> and then I'm all sad. And my sword and my shield are on the ground. He knocked yeah. me the fuck out that I had to pick up my own weapons. Yes, disarmed you with he his punch. He disarmed me with his fucking... <laughs> and then I felt shame. 
I felt shame picking up yes. my shield and sword. What if that's the game does that? That's a rad feeling, though, dude. That's a rad fucking feeling. I, I know. Mean, agree. Like, totally agree. I had the exact same experience. And also, that was a game where, like, people would tell you shit, and they would expect you to pay attention and, like, follow through. And there weren't always, like, quest markers and stuff. Like, somebody would be like, oh, yeah, if you go to that uh, waterfall, there's, like, a rock to the left. If you ever come across it, like, there's some shit to do there. And, like, that was it. They would drop it completely. Yeah. And you would have to remember that thing and also the thing that really blew my mind is a couple things like if you look at the map of risen i i looked at this and i was like wait a minute something's weird about this game the map of risen is actually contiguous in exactly the way that it's supposed to be everything that is above ground matches up where it would be if it was a real world and everything that is below ground matches up exactly where it would be you're not just going to separate maps that are linked by doors it's a whole world that exists there Mm. and so if you can understand the topography in your head that can open up whole new ways for you to approach gameplay because you're like, oh, I'm in a tunnel, but I know that I'm underneath the town. And like, if I can follow this tunnel and if it goes where I think it goes, I'm going to come up in this place where I'm not supposed to be. Right. And it does like it all. It all matches up like you can go from the volcano to the beach to the town and everything is exactly where it is, just like in the same way that people celebrated Dark Souls for like where it's like, oh, the whole it's all connected. OK, yeah, sure it is. But also Risen is totally connected in the exact same way. Everything exists where it's supposed to be and 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 also on top of that this game was absolutely not afraid of like shutting you out of content if you fucked up they did not give a fuck they're like yeah you fucked that dude over he's not going to help you now too fucking bad live with yourself because we're not you can't just like fix it you know you can't just pay a 100 bucks and you get he's a friend again like that's that door is closed forever bitch yeah and elix did that too remember oh yeah totally dude yeah same Um, same vibe a you're making me want to go back to it which i might gotta go back to it now damn dodge that was fucking terrible um i wish if they were upgrading it i just wish they would have done that but um that thing you said about the tunnels that that castle where like if you go near it like they they convert you to a wizard. Yep. There's a little door underneath their thing. Oh yeah. And it's like it has no key. So if you can find the key, which by the way isn't just conveniently placed in a fucking chest near it. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. not it's not that, right? Yeah, dude. For it's real. like it's, it's somewhere man. else in the world. You know, like somebody has it or something. Like you need to like talk to people and figure it out yeah. and shit. Like there's no yeah. fucking easy key to that door. But if I could have had that door open, I would have been able to go in the monastery and do a bunch of stuff, you know, before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyways, it is fucking great. The dodge is balls shitty, um, which is a new term. I just but came it's up one with. of those do whatever you want to kind of do. But games, it really like is. You're saying. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Yeah. And risen. Here's my fifth asterisk or 17th asterisk for the episode. I was. On the fence, I know it's too much money, so I probably won't anyhow, but I was on the fence finally playing the God of War because I didn't play that ever. The Ragnarok, oh, yeah. you know? The uh, the second one, you mean? Yeah, the, the second one. one. Yeah. I, yeah, I beat the first one. But when I started playing games like this, and again, what I'm looking for, I played Seven Days, or Seven, The Days Long Gone, and I played uh, Risen, and both those let me do things like I want to, <clears throat> right? Like how I want to solve it. And that is absolutely not in God it's of War. so opposite of God of War. And I remember playing God of War and enjoying it because it was this different thing, blah, blah, father, son. But I have no interest in going back to that now because yeah. I'm my mind space is not in a it's linear. Not yeah. yeah. It's not what you want. So, Anywho, I'll Man. go back to what, Risen. Fuck it. What version of Risen is this? Is Risen it's the what, enhanced what? new version on PS5. Is it called the enhanced version? What's it called? Do you know? Uh, you know? PS5, typing it in. Oh, that's just Risen Review. Um, just whatever, I'll find it. Risen Port, whatever. It's on PS5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll find it. Okay. 
Yeah, Risen of the Shit, dude. It's old and it's janky. It's got problems. It's difficult. It's unfair. It's rough. But man, there is there is some gold in that thing. That is that is some good shit going on Got- there too. Gothic too. Remember Gothic yeah, as well. Yep, yep. Similar. And yep. They made trilogies for all these, by the way. They did. Yeah, they um, did. and so that's why people are saying they're going to make a Elex three, even though I haven't finished two. I haven't um, finished one. God, I got to back and finish. You one. didn't finish one. What the? I fuck? stopped at the. Yeah, we talked about. It. I was I was in the final set of quests at the end of the game. And then something happened. I think it was Q4, and I had to like do some game critic shit for you know, the the fourth quarter rush, and I never came back to it. I just I just forgot what oh I was my doing. Goodness, okay. I was like literally like two quests away from the end, and I just forgot what I was doing. Well, this podcast has helped me decide what I'm doing, which is good. Is I'm going to keep playing seven until I you know, get stuck again, and if I'm stuck, yeah, Google can, that bug, man. I, I bet there's a workaround. But then Risen and Elex two are kind yeah. of like what I should be doing because they're, that's what you should be doing. Yeah. Okay. Good shit. Good shit. All right, cool. That is our game section. And we definitely covered some stuff today. That is for sure. Quick shout out to Rootbeard TTV for retweeting the show. Thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, just a couple of things before we go here, Carlos, anything uh, before we go non-game related, man, I'm really enjoying Tomorrowland. I brought it to the show. I think last episode. Yep. You did. Um, I don't think you're watching it. I don't think you've had not yet. Apple I got, TV. Do you have, that? I do. It's, it's cued, but it's, we're not going to get to it for all. We got like three or four other shows before that one. Well, I wa- here's my only uh, bid for having it up further on everybody's list is it does that thing, which man, oh man, no, no game, uh, no shows actually do very often, which is, there is controversy, and now that I'm like in the, I, I don't know how long the season's gonna go, but I'm in the like the last, uh, you know, the latest episodes, and some in quote shit is hitting the fan. Finally, uh, I say that because if anybody who's even watched the pilot knows, it just feels like a very uh, saccharine, uh, vanilla. What's the words? Like easygoing show, mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. it's a like a fifties. With a little bit of future, so an alternate reality 50s where there's robots and flying cars, and there's a salesman, and he's, like, selling trips to the moon, and then there's some undercurrents of, like, trouble where this one guy needs money, and um, there's some shady business going on. He didn't know what's happening. But in general, no one's, like, yelling at people, and it's kind of chill, and it's such a nice palate cleanser from all the fucking chaos that we not just live in, but we watch a lot yeah. of chaotic shows, yeah. you know sure. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it's beautiful. Like most of the time they rely on this bullshit, like, you know, uh, what's it called? I can't think of any words today, but like controversy in the middle or like huge moment of like, you know, people fighting each other. And then just now there's some yelling a little bit and there's some kind of like drama going on. But man, oh man, is, is it a beautiful pale cleanser for all the chaos that we watch. I think it's it can't be speak, spoken enough that we need more shows in our life that do that for us. Because, and now here's a soapbox. <clears throat> we are living in chaos in the present day, in the world in general. We play a lot of chaotic video games. I know some of it we say is for our relaxation, but I think that we just need to take stock more. And we watch a lot of shows that are just about fucking darkness, especially that Game of Thrones world like literally showing torture porn. So let's throw some more shows in your life that do this. So soapbox over. Absolutely. Well, right alongside that, uh, perfectly alongside that, uh, I can follow up with uh, Sprung, which I talked about earlier. Yeah. This is the show uh, coming from Greg Garcia, who did like My Name is Earl and um, a couple of other shows, Raising Hope, I think. 
Um, I talked about it earlier, and I didn't realize this at the time when I started watching it. I'm watching it on Peacock, I think. Uh, but it's actually, it's just one season. That's all there is. It's a complete show from beginning to mm. end. I didn't know that. I thought it was his new like series comedy, but but no, it's like eight episodes and it ends, comes to a nice ending. It's really good. I definitely recommend it if you like Greg Garcia or if you're looking for something that's light. Everybody, I mean, like crime happens, but it's funny crime. Um, there's some yelling, but it's not really mean yelling. It's just kind of like family squabbles a little bit, but it's all really good natured. And that's kind of the the common theme throughout all of Greg Garcia's stuff is like, you know, people are fuck ups and they're dumb and they make mistakes and they commit crimes and stuff. But really underneath it all, they just are like nice people trying to do what they think is right. And, and even if they know it's not right, they still kind of think it's right. And there's just like this really nice, um, warm vibe to all of his stuff. So yeah, it's got a good vibe. Like, yeah, it's got a good vibe. I really like it. Um, I just I just think it's a great show. It's funny. It's really funny. Um, it's a little bit dirtier than I thought it was going to be. There's a few jokes where I was like, oh, can't believe they just said that. Whoops. Um, but otherwise, it's totally fine. It's fine for families, too. And I just think it's a good, good vibe. Everybody just gets along and they do goofy stuff. And it's just a really fun, wonderful show. And it does end really well. I thought it was a good ending and I felt satisfied by that. So there you go. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Another good one to keep in your life. And by the way, that reminds me of Reservation Dogs. Ah, best show um, ever. Best show ever. Um, obviously, it's another one of those pale cleansers. It's it's definitely like got hard stuff in it and some real truths and drama. But yeah. I think it's got this, you know, beautiful heart and positivity that just flows through it all. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the asterisks, to another asterisk. Oh, my God. Dude. Okay. This is becoming a problem. This is like, it's just this me saying the word asterisk at this point. I should just be like, and another thing I want to say, but is um, <laughs> a friend of mine sent me um, a little form to fill out to attach a headshot to, to potentially they're looking for small character parts for the show. What? So I just applied for fun. Oh my god! You sh- absolutely should. Well, apply. I already did. I did. Good. And good. I sent Glad my screenshot. My headshot was me as Starbucks barista, <laughs> because I thought that'd be a great character, like a little, not a Starbucks, but like a shitty. That would be amazing if you were a Starbucks barista on the res, dude. That would Either be the th- shit. That would be tough because then they they'd all hate the platform. They hate Starbucks, I'm sure. I mean, but it'd still be funny though. That'd it be would really be funny. funny, but also I could also just be a barista. Uh, sure. I should send this to them if it's a calling card. If you want me to be a regular barista, I will be that. Uh, just a person making coffee in a in a diner. You could be the dude on the res who's across the street from Starbucks, and you've got like a green, but it's not a mermaid. It's like something else, and you're like a totally yes, separate thing. That's that would actually be really better funny. because be it's funny. on the res, so it can't be a Starbucks, right? So right. Like, but it looks like it at first glance. Yeah. But you take a closer look. Wait a minute, that's not a mermaid. It's I don't know, a beaver or something. Who knows what? It's like Star what, Trucks but... or something. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Exactly. Okay. Well, anyways, this I'll is let gold. you know. This is gold. Get um, in touch with those people. They can have it. I mean, I, yeah, I sent it to them. We'll see. Even if they, like, put me in, like, as an extra, I'd just be, I would be great, uh, fun to be part of that, that amazing, would be amazing show. So that would be amazing. We'll see. Amazing. I'll let you know on that. Uh, also, History of the World Part Two is out. If you if you're interested in that, uh, am interested. Am interested. Mel Brooks. The, it's not really like the originals. Obviously, um, Mel Brooks is there. He's done some like you know he does a lot of voiceover stuff. But it's all these incredible comedians. comedians I mean, they have yeah. everybody you can think of, um, and <clears throat> they're all doing like little segments. So it's like these little teeny one-off segments that are not in order. They're all just kind of like. This is Galileo. This is like, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. And so it's done really well. And it's like... Kind of a little horrible history sort of a thing. Yes. Uh, like drunk, drunk history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it feels relaxing. Another pale cleanser for the evening. Yeah. And just FYI, 
um, they are going to be putting out a some kind of video game adaptation experience that's kind of a companion piece to History of the World Part Two. Really? Uh, they were, yes, they are. PR was very keen on having me cover it, and I said no because I'm too busy. Uh, but since we're talking about it now, you will send it to me. Since, uh, I'll send it to you. I I don't know if it's free or what's going on with it. I didn't look that deeply into it, but there is going to be some kind of. I'm not going to say it's like an adventure game or anything. It's probably just like a little a little companion, you know, trivia. So I don't know what it is exactly, but there is a game coming out on Xbox and PlayStation to go along with the show. So if you like. History of the World Part 2. Check it out. It's coming soon. And I guess I did end up covering this thing for PR, even though I didn't mean to. So there you go. Oh, here it is. The interactive experience takes only 20 minutes to complete. There you go. Leading you from the events of the Big Burp <clears throat> through the Stone a- Stoned Age and seemingly, seemingly dropping you between the games as you progress the story. All the leading up to the remaining... I'm sorry, I can't read. All leading up to reminding you that you can now stream History of the World Part Two. So it's kind of like a promo, really. Yeah, it's just like a little thing. Yes, exactly. It so seems there you fun. go. Okay, there you go. There we go. We covered it. All right. Um, what else you got, Carlos? Anything? I think that's it. I got one one quick thing. Uh, you know, I'm a He-Man fan. I talk about it all the time. Uh, did I talk about the Attorney Collection already, or not yet? You know, I can't tell anymore. It all blends I, together. It all right blends now. together. It all blends together. So here's a new He-Man in, thing in Germany. In Germany, uh, the company called Playon, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, it might not be, put out an ultimate DVD collection. It is every episode of He-Man. It is every episode of She-Ra. It is remastered to fuck, looking even better than when it came out originally in the 80s with remastered audio, remastered uh, visuals. Um, James Etock, who is like one of the world's leading He-Man fans, uh, worked on this. He's a real pro at this stuff. Remastered everything from top to bottom deluxe package big box comes with some promo stuff like like deluxe everything great um but it's not available in america oh it's not even available in the uk it's available only in the eu excluding the uk since i guess they're not together anymore brexit and all that shit um and so i'm like wait a minute i need to get this thing but i it is not i can't order it you go to the websites in german and they're like nope no america for you I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot. What? This can't be happening to me. Luckily, I have a very good friend in the Netherlands. And I'm like, hey, yo, would you mind if I ordered this thing from a German website and had it sent to you in the Netherlands? Then you put it in a different box and you send it to me in America. And they did. And I was like, I just got it a couple days ago and it is fucking dope. It's so cool, dude. The, The cartoons look so good. It is so crisp. And the audio is like booming and it all just comes together. I mean, if you're a He-Man fan, you got to get this box. You got to like by hook or by crook. I, I don't know what you got to do. Set up some VPNs, take a flight somewhere, whatever you got to do. You got to get this box because this box is the shit. And I'm super grateful to my friend in the Netherlands for sending it to me. Uh, it is amazing. It is so amazing. It looks so great. So me and my son are just having a gr- great time going I'm through it. I'm glad you got it. He-Man dedication for the win. Oh, man. Okay. Last thing. This is super random. So buckle in. This is super, super random. Uh, so Carlos. Uh, I don't know if we ever talked about this, but for many years I did not eat beef. Uh, we've talked about this, I think, before. This you is this? random. This is the this is the final asterisk. This is the final asterisk. So when I was a kid, my mom and dad, like my mom, she cooked some things okay, and she cooked a lot of things that were not great. And my dad was not the greatest cook either. And whenever we had beef as a kid, I would get really, really sick afterwards. Like my tummy would hurt. I would just feel like just like gross, and I just I stopped eating it after a while because. I just didn't like to feel that shitty, right? Mm. And it was a big point of contention between me and my family. My family just could not get it through their fucking heads that I just decided to stop eating beef. They thought I was like showboating or I was turning into some kind of 
vegan or queer person or I was getting attention or like whatever it was. And I'm like, I just don't want to eat your fucking beef because it makes me fucking sick. Yeah. So I don't know if it was the beef. Was it my mom's cooking technique? Whatever. Anyway, I didn't eat beef for like 15, 17 years or something like that. None. Zero. No pepperoni, no beef products, no bologna, nothing like that at all. And I felt fine. Uh, hooked up with my wife and she was a beef eater at that time. And because I was interested in becoming her husband, I'm like, yeah, I love beef. It's great. And so we started nice. doing that. Uh, and luckily, like, I guess I must have got over it. Like, I started feeling okay. Like, I started slow with, like, hot dogs and pepperoni and processed stuff. Oh, wait. Like, okay, hot dogs what? is not what you want to start with. That is not even beef. That is 18 different meats. Well, I mean, you know, quote-unquote beef or whatever. You get the right. kosher dog or something. You boil it for, like, an hour. It's okay. I, I just wanted – I didn't want to start with, like, a steak, right? I didn't want to okay, kill myself I got right it, okay, that. Okay, I got it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so this is okay. This is fine. And then I started graduating to like, you know, I like get like a really small, like a taco, like a beef taco. I'm like, how does that oh, feel? I feel okay. And so, so I feel okay. Like, I feel like I need beef now and I don't feel like super sick anymore. I don't know what it was. Just maybe it was my mom. Maybe it was my age. Maybe it was the type of beef at that time before all the mad cow stuff went. Down. I don't know what it was, but like, anyway, so I'm eating beef these days. Right. And so now I'm kind of playing catch up on all of the things that I didn't eat during that, like 17 years when I wasn't eating beef. Right. Right. And so one of the things that I had never eaten before until literally last night was a Big Mac. I had never had one in my life. Oh, wow. Have you had a Big Mac, I assume? Yeah, of course. I grew up on, you know, terrible food. That was yeah. fast food. Yeah. The signature sandwich at McDonald's, the Big Mac. By the way, uh, I don't I, like it, by the way. Asterix. Oh, so, so hold on to that. Put okay. a bit in that. Um, I never had it, but I'd heard about it. I mean, there was like the commercial. There was, I mean, people talk about it all the time. It's like a meme. It's like It's like cultural history. And I'm like, oh, well, you know. I'm eating beef these days and I'm doing okay. It doesn't make me sick. So I think I would like to try a Big Mac just to see what it's like because I've heard about it for like all ever since I was a kid and I've never had one. So I went to McDonald's last night with my family and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get a Big Mac and we're going to see what happens. And it was fucking gross. I did not <laughs> like it at all. It was weird because it's like two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, lettuce cheese, cheese, pickles, onions uh, on a sesame, sesame seed bun. bun. Like we all know. Um, and I... I took a bite and all I could fucking taste was the goddamn special sauce, which tastes like, I don't know, like what thousand of French dressing yeah, or something? Yeah, it's fucking terrible, in my opinion. Yeah, and so I'm like, uh, I'm like, okay, so wait a minute. I'm literally tasting nothing but like bun and sauce. There's two beef patties in there, allegedly. And I'm just like, this whole thing just tastes like fucking French dressing. Why does anybody like this? This is fuck. I can't even taste the beef. I can't taste like the onion. I can't taste anything. Just sauce. I'm like, this is what people like? It's gross. Well, okay, so there's a couple of things. One, you know, and now you're just going to make me want, you're going to make me go back to Elix and Risen, but also you make <laughs> me want to go back and have fast food again because the true way to have, like, if you're going to have ground beef in a patty yeah. Yeah. is, I think, like, a, obviously, you can't get to a Whataburger, but Whataburger is one of my favorites. Um, and you know, because, like, the, unfortunately, but the cows are right out in the back because you're in Texas. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's probably good meat. Nice. Uh, I'll have fresh. that cow right there, please. Yeah. Um, but it is true. Whataburger is amazing. And also Wendy's. I, you know, stand. No, Wendy's is good. Wendy's is good. Their, their like burgers Wendy's. are so good. And you just taste the burger, you know. Yes. So yes. I think it's, like, it's just a, a bullshit, like, legacy burger. Yeah. That I don't even know a ton of people who get it. But, like, if you want to get, like, yeah, a burger, you go somewhere else. I don't know. No, that's that's true facts, dude. That's true facts because I I usually pick Wendy's as my fast food of choice. I don't eat a ton of fast food, but if we do eat fast food, usually the spicy chicken sandwich. Oh, it's so good. You can't you cannot beat the spicy chicken sandwich. That's the best chicken sandwich. Those nuggets are good too. 
nuggets are okay. They're good. And then I had the burger there and my, my kid likes the bacon burger and I get the burger. So those are good. Those are solid. Yeah. Those are good choices. But I was just, you just hear about it for years, dude. I've heard about the big fucking Mac for like ever since I was li- yeah, literally true. a child <laughs> had to try it. And I'm like, this is fucking gross. I have, it's this so gross. It dude. is gross. I have two more asterisks. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, we have man. to go. Okay. I know. One is, um, the, the, you, you were wondering like, was it, the ground beef I was having when I was a kid, why I didn't yeah, like yeah. it? Yes, is the answer because probably my dad would make tacos, and oh my goodness, he he made the best tacos. But every once in a while, you know, we had no money on welfare. We got the worst ground beef ever. You know, like real whatever the shit, ch- yeah. shittiest ground chuck you can get, we got. Um, looking back now, I would never make it with anything like ninety eight percent lean, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or, or Impossible Burger. I actually use a lot of the Impossible meat for my oh, tacos Oh, those are tasty. Now. Yeah, those are good. But like back then, every once in a while, like every other week or something, I might not feel great, you know, afterwards. Yeah. It was the fucking ground beef, you know. That, that probably is using. what it was. Because we were poor. We were on welfare and shit, too. Yeah. So that's probably it. That's probably it. Then the other thing is, uh, the final asterisk, I think, is uh, Wendy's, another dad memory. When I was, uh, my mom and dad got divorced and I was like 11, I think. And so we would do that thing where you go to see dad on the weekends. Oh, man. Did you guys yeah. do the trade-off at Wendy's? No, not trade-off. Trade no, 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 no. Oh, it it like involves Wendy's, though. It involves Wendy's. Oh, okay. It's a All good right. memory. Okay. I'm just sharing it because this is a platform I can share a memory on. Please do. Please is, do. Um, it, it's the convex of what we're talking about, actually. And so anyways, I we would meet up with him. He had this teeny little room. It's crazy that we – it was me and my brother and him, and it was one room. And I don't mean like even like my studio apartment. I mean it was literally a small room with what with right. a bed in it, right? And a black and white TV and um, a st- like a hot plate, you know, thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not even a microwave. And uh, anyway, so that was it. And he would sleep on the floor, and me and my brother would sleep in the bed. Crazy, teeny place. But I remember those memories fondly because we wouldn't have fast food usually. And when we go to my dad's house, he lived right above. Like or like, you know, it was down the hill from a Wendy's. Oh wow! So we he would every single time we went there on the weekends, we got to have Wendy's. Nice. And nice. we go down, we get the frosty, which is always I think it's still pretty good, even though it's not real ice cream. Got um, one in my freezer right now. Okay, and yeah, and we get that, and that I swear to you, the burger is just as good as it was back then. Like they do something right with the meat, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. of course, it tasted even better because it was like our only fast food. And it and we had a specialness to like it was um it, yes it was a little room but when you're younger you kind of kind of like can see the world in a different way sometimes easier you know for sure for sure and so we had like we were gonna watch wrestling and we knew we watch the new WWE or whatever oh F, yeah dude that was a shit back then and man. then eat a Wendy's and stuff it was a cool uh, combo so that sounds wonderful yeah yeah even though it was like a shitty situation in quotes. We, I remember it very fondly. So that's another reason why Wendy's is like special to me. Oh man. Well, that's, that's a great memory. I totally, I get the vibe what you're talking about. I get it hundred percent, dude. Yeah. And, uh, for sure, for sure. And, and to get back to the burger aspect, um, now that I've tried the Big Mac, I think I will probably just go to Wendy's for all my fast food <laughs> nice. from now on because yes. I think it's just better. So it is. All right, folks, that is a show. a show. That is a show. As always, we want your questions. We want your comments. Hit us up. So video games podcast at gmail.com run Twitter at so video games run Instagram at so video games podcast hit us up individually Carlos where are we directing your traffic this week sir well I'm working on something for our YouTube channel for so video games podcast so stay tuned for that I'll tweet it out on our channel on our Twitter uh, I, I, by the way a ton of people 
listen to this podcast and a ton of people do not uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, really? Our channel, I mean our Twitter, So Video Games Twitter. Right. So right, please right. follow that. It's just at So Video Games on Twitter. Um, yeah, I get most people talking to me on my my handle on. They Twitter, talk to me. Brad Car- yeah. or Carlos, you know. Yeah, yeah. So follow us on that because we're going to be doing more announcements on that and stuff, and I'll be doing something for our YouTube there. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Right on, right on. As for me, um, I'm on a variety of social media. Wherever you want to f- look for me, I'm probably there, except for Facebook because fuck Facebook. But it's my name. It's B R A D G A L L A W A Y. All A's, no O's. I'm on every social media like that. And I think this is going to do it for episode 327. Hell of an episode. Lots of memories. Lots of good times. Lots of asterisks this time around. So, folks, thank you again for joining us here on the Soviet Games Podcast. And we'll see you next week. See you next week.